Sitting by a cursed book in a crumbling tower, you are listening to fans of power. <laughs> that that uh, was beautiful. I'm so turned on, but, uh, man. All right, talk, we, we, we got fully erect nipples after hearing this. It's like having a viral. This is something podcast here, you know? I mean, that's. That, yeah, I mean, Penny Drupal is our own personal Elvira. That, that's that's pretty much. You need to get yourself like a big puffy black wig when you come on again next time. You know. Ooh, oh 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 oh! I have my hat. I have it in the other room. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome! Very excellent, excellent. Yes, Penny Drupal is back with us here, people. We're so glad there. Or at this point, do you prefer Danielle or Penny Drupal? What what do you? Oh, Danielle is fine. <laughs> okay, Danielle. Okay. I don't know if um, all, all, I mean, do, do you think by this point everybody knows you by Danielle at this point, or people still associate think, you with that persona? I, th- I think it's half and half. You know, like people in the He Man community um, go either way. People in the horror community is always Penny. Like that's that's what they know me as. But um, the He Man people, like I've met a lot of folks. I've talked to you guys so many times. It's just like, it, I mean, we all know each other. Like it would be weird to. It's just like a uh, character name, you know. Yeah, I mean, if we met in person. I don't think I would have it in me to call you Penny. I just, I just, yeah. you know, that's my aunt's name, so I, I just don't think I could do that. So I'd, <laughs> I'd have to call you by Danielle. Though. <laughs> you have an aunt named Penny. That's awesome. <laughs> I do have an aunt named Penny. Yes, I, do. I was just so associate her with the Penny cartoons on Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> awesome! Oh yeah, God, yeah. I remember. That. Awesome! I remember with yeah. the penny eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it was so cool. She stretches out her name in there. Joe, was that just a groan because you don't like the penny cartoons? No, I actually remember the penny cartoons on Pee Wee's Playhouse. I like that. Always drove okay. my dad insane. He hated that intro. Right when he heard it, he was like, "Okay, I'm leaving the room." He hated that. <laughs> yeah, intro my dad for... didn't like it either. But he liked the <laughs> movies, though. He loved the Pee Wee Herman movies, but he hated the show. I right, go figure on that one. The show so, was great. It was. It was a masterpiece. Globy and. <laughs> And uh, Conky, <laughs> Dee Pee Wee. Oh, Cherry. God, so cool. Cherry, yeah. And Terry, Randy. That's right, yeah. And all, and uh, like all the uh, Missy Vaughn and uh, Captain Carl and all the different characters. Cowboy with- Curtis, King Cowboy of Cartoons. Curtis. Yeah, yeah. Reba the Mail Lady. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It was like a throwback to the old kids' show, kitty shows that they used to do on local TV. Like they used to have horror hosts, but they are. They still do, but they also had like those local TV hosts that would show cartoons and stuff like that. So it was kind of a throwback to that. I always loved Pee Wee, and my uh, late husband Magoo was like huge Pee Wee Herman fan too. In fact, I have a Pee Wee Herman doll, one of those the talking ones that you yeah bring. yeah. Uh, yeah. I have it in the other room there. Yeah. I think Nathan's got got that. I think he's got he's got the complete Pee Wee's Playhouse like action figure set with the figures too. Like he got oh. like he still got to this day and. God, man, I was so pissed off to see that he had that, and he's got the scooter and everything intact. And with the with the box too, doesn't he? Doesn't he have all I the boxes and everything? Box too, his parents are notorious for keeping boxes for a lot of that stuff, and it's yeah. it looks awesome. I I used to wonder about that as a kid, like what would that look like to own that? And like, just, can I can I interact with everything? Are the dinosaurs inside the little mouse hole and uh-huh. open up the fridge and see all the ice ice cubes and the the milk and vegetables playing around in there? And... <laughs> so cool. That's so God. odd. Yeah, but it's alright to talk yeah. about this on a He-Man podcast. I see again, we continue to raise the bar. You're going to get a lot for your buck. That's in, right. Your time on this podcast, Jaws <laughs> sequels, Pee Wee's Playhouse. By the way, are you a fan of the Jaws sequels? The Jaws sequels? Yeah, I haven't seen watched them since I was a kid, but I remember it's a Jaws three where he's in the tank and the aquarium bursts through the the glass. Yeah. Those Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I love. <laughs> That's the one she remembers the most. The one everyone, uh, the I, shittiest. Of, <laughs> of course, that's the one. Yeah, uh, I'm not as I'm, I love the original Jaws. I'm not as a, as I mean, I watched. I know I watched Jaws two and three when I was a kid, like on TV, but I don't remember that well. Other than that scene with him going through the glass in the aquarium. Yeah. Where so I, no Jaws: The Revenge for you. I, the fourth no, one. I'm just like I'm not opposed to it. I just don't remember. Like I don't. <laughs> I haven't, uh, I haven't really like gone back and revisited the Jaws sequels. I, I have to admit. Yeah. Well, so now that we know that, since I don't know if Joe's going to want to do it, but you know, if we want to do commentaries for this, we have to bring you in to do those along with Batman Returns. Oh. So we can. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 They Jaws like uh, here in you know um, uh, Martha's Vineyard, in Massachusetts, like off the coast there. So it's like. It's not too. I mean, you have to hop, hop on the ferry and go out to the to the. So island. you're not far from all that. Not, not like relatively speaking, not too far. Like maybe an hour if you take the oh, boat out there. Man. And then they have like I went when I was a kid with my folks, and they did a bus tour around the island, around Martha's Vineyard, and they showed you where they filmed different stuff for Jaws. Yeah. So, oh my god! Come visit. You can go go on the tour to the Jaws tour on the island. That's on my bucket list. <laughs> that and seeing Joe's face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you might not be. Yeah, that might not happen. But no. um, well, I, when Joe like Joe's gonna be in his casket with the with the. I know it's it, it's it, it's years <laughs> with the mask. My casket is a giant. Lift the mask up, and it's really like a dummy. He's buried un inside the coffin, as opposed yeah. to like a like one layer, you know, right, right on top. Yeah, and I can envision. I, I even customized my. Did you picture that, Danielle? I customized my own card back in bubbles, so my coffin is a gigantic mint in box modulock and the mask on. That would be pretty, pretty psychotic. Go. And then you take yeah. the mask off. Somebody goes to take the mask off, and it's the other modulock head underneath that mask. It's like, hey, I like that. <laughs> it's like that, that Russian tour where you open up one, there's another one in there. It's like you yeah. can take a mask after mask after mask. <laughs> those nesting yeah. dolls, yeah, those nesting yeah. dolls drove yeah. me nuts. Oh, shoot. Well, before we get into the topics, just let me acknowledge some people that are here in the chat room. And like I said, maybe these are some people are new, so I don't know if they're fans of yours, Danielle. But we have Keenan Powell, Zentron. Oh, Anthony yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Anthony Albanese, Zen Brown, Adam Gabbard, Jabber DG. My thing just jumped. Hold on. Happens every time I do this. Hold on. I'm okay. Wait. Uh, I was on. Uh, Papa HUD 69. Uh, T Dog, Spike. Tags Media Animation, David Clark, Eric Muniz, um, Grimbot's here. Oh, so you got Grimbot here. Grim, Grimbot's always going to join us. Uh, I think I said Zentron, Sportimus, and JSP. So that's everybody in the chat room. And now I'm going to do what Nathan always suggests where I do click live chat because I always miss tons of comments because I always leave it on the normal thing when I first start. So, But, yeah, we're going to have a couple different uh, topics. And there was some, there's a listener question that they posted on the Fans of Power Facebook page, which you'll be part of too, Danielle. It was a question that I actually forgot to uh, ask last week, but this week I'll answer. But that's when it comes to the Q&A. And we have our topics here now, but I didn't know hello, if what you want to start with. You're our guest. So we have the newspaper comic strip book, the next installment that we're going to discuss there. And then we have the Witches of Masters of the Universe and what did you want to start off with? Whatever know, you want to do. We'll... I know what I don't want to start with is you eating uh, an insect or, <laughs> or any anything that nothing that that will even th that level of horror. I just I can't I can't go there, Joe. I'm sorry. Not even a t not a tarantula. Have you ever oh, held a tarantula? Uh, 
I figured that somewhere you had at least held a tarantula, touched one, or did she's, she's not that satanic, dude. She's not, yeah. well, not going to eat the animal. She'll have it crawling around on the set. Oh, yeah. That's a whole other level of hell. Fixed by, by Joe. By the, the, that, was, that was quite an impressive feat of uh, sideshow entertainment. I... Hey, you know, like I said, I, I, I pretty much eat... It says Nathan knows, Tyler knows. I pretty much eat anything, and it was when we did some of the challenges in some of the Facebook groups. It's it's um Scareglow's house. Like I said, it's a great book, uh, great page on Facebook. But there was a uh, there was those horrible bean boozled things which Nathan didn't know I ate, but I ate and um I was spitting them out. They were just terrible. And you'd figure if anything, why wouldn't I spit out a tarantula? But I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna spit out the bean boozled the tarantula. But it's, it's like, what sense does that make? But when it came to the death nuts. I I had a cut I cut open a new mask so you could see my mouth and I didn't know if some people were joking me like thinking you know like hey Joe did you really put those in your mouth so I was like making sure people would see it as you noticed I didn't delay when it came to eating any of them I put it right there I was like I'll eat it none of that stuff freaks me out I, I have problems with coconut but um, otherwise tarantulas any of that stuff, <laughs> that's like go figure but I can't eat coconut. That would be like a great gimmick on, on like, you know, on Danielle's like TV show as like a monster monster movie host. Like Joe's off in the corner, haunts over like this, and she's like throwing him scraps of like random things. And he's that, that ain't a prop. He's really eating that here, people. You know, just 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 to see how like and just do it all live. Like none of it's pre-taped just to see if he'll actually eat anything and throw it's at like, the guy. It's like Renfield, like sitting yeah. there eating yeah. the fries and stuff. All right. Puts a pillow at the back of his shirt. That would get a really cheap hump because Joe's cheap that way. So I am. I am. I am pretty much. I am cheap. And I was going to say for no, everybody. Before, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, dude. No, just wanted to acknowledge everybody that um, when they're asking questions right now, we'll do it right after we do our um, topics here. Stay with us and ask us any questions and we'll answer anything. But go ahead. I just, uh, before we jump into the two main topics, did you guys want to have a good laugh at that uh, monumental, shocking, uh, so surprising? Earth shattering. I mean, it was bigger than Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving going to the Brooklyn Nets. This this news that the production on the He Man movie has been shut down again. Well, that was I guess that was fake. That was supposed. What? That was a fake. Art. Yeah. yeah, that was a fake article. Fake article. What? Since yeah. when? When was that fake? I, I didn't see that was fake. Last, like, this, this, the same day I posted it. Uh, I think it was about two hours later. It came up and they said no, that. No, yeah, no, it was no, a, not not your post. No, no, well, no. You're talking. Wait, were you talking about the movie news, right? That it was delayed. Yeah, it was when I did that. Two hours later, a bunch of people were posting saying Joe would actually end up being fake, and they linked to it. So it was, yeah, it was a fake article. It's, it's not been delayed. Son Sony of a bitch. Tony denied that production had stopped, and that it, that it was still. They were just developing the, the the. Right now, they're working on the environments or or whatever, and the costumes and stuff like that. Supposedly. No, I just felt like a horse's ass. I kept wondering why. Why is neither one of these guys? You know, they're just, they're not even discussing this, or bringing the stuff like. That. Yeah, you know, I would have done it, especially on the day before, because you seen I made that post about <sighs> me going insane, like that Back to the Future. And I was like, oh my god, I predicted the future. <laughs> I thought it happened. When I saw that, I was like, of course, of course it's delayed i mean I, you know i think the movie is gonna happen eventually mm. i think someday the movie is gonna come out but i don't think it will be successful uh i think it's gonna, i i i mean i know that's really yeah sad. no no i i, and I like that I, i'd actually want to get an in-depth perspective from what you think about this of all the nonsense that's been going on and all, what they claim is going on like and what we've seen you know from like current 80s properties that get you know the uh, the royal treatment from hollywood right now 
do you see it being anything more than either a fart in the wind or something that just pisses people off or, or something that's just a, a, nothing more than just the, 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 the name and that's it, you know, I mean. I, I worry that that's what it's going to be, like all of the above, you know, like I think I, it's, have you seen, okay, let me put it this way. Have there been any 80s um, revivals or reboots that they've done for, for film that have actually been beloved and, and good? Like Transformers no, was no. I mean, I, I've said that yeah. over and over again, and I feel like people are so quick to forget that, you know, I don't know who likes the Transformers films. I guess it's kids and people who didn't, don't know anything else about Transformers, but they're not respectable films. That or the Turtles films or G.I. Joe or Jim or any anything else that's that's come out in recent years. So I I don't know why people are so have has such high hopes. Not that it's the majority, but I feel like when these articles pop up, there tends to be a lot of positive things being said. I'm like, why is, is everyone's memory so short? Like the what, what the hell makes them think that Sony in the hands of Sony too, like yeah. Do we really have to go back down the the slide of the 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 madness that they've unleashed on the public? I would love a successful he. I would love a good He Man movie, but I would want it to be true to the source material, or at least the most memorable and iconic aspects of the source material, and pulling from that. And I just worry that they're going to be afraid to fully embrace the source material, and they're going to want to put their own. Sure. Their own. Try something new, their own spin. You know yeah. what, Daniel? And I'll save this to you because that's what I don't get. I know that they always love trying to, you know, redo a franchise or update it or modernize it. But unlike other things that I've said a million times to, you know, you, Tyler, Nathan, all them properties like he mentioned, pretty much all of those were Earth related. So I know that they try to modernize it and update. But this is fantasy. Don't try to do anything to bring it in the modern Earth vernacular, adding some stupid kind of things that relate us to Earth. Give us the fantasy world that we expect, because here's the thing. And I know you've seen it, Danielle. Why did a damn commercial for a car make one of the most epic things ever? And, you know, I'm referring to the Dungeons and Dragons commercial for that car. It's like how, you know, see, I'll say this and then you can, you know, say it, too. But. They they kept right to the it's it's first of all I can't believe the animation and all the budgets that was into a commercial but they took every character that we knew and loved that design that look put it into a commercial and it didn't look corny because people like to say oh He Man's gonna be an out, uh, outfit or man at arms and it looks like the cartoon or the mini comics it'll look corny no it won't if you treat it respect you know with respect to like you said the true source material but make a serious movie you're gonna embrace it and love it but it proves you can take stuff that you've seen in the cartoons put it into a movie and it can look epic but yeah what were your thoughts when you seen that Dungeons and Dragons commercial I was blown I mean I was blown away. Same, same thing. I mean, I, I lost it. I was like, oh my God, this, I can't believe they did this. This looks like the cartoon came to life. And it, it just, uh, I, got, I got a real nostalgia rush from it, but it was also like really beautiful and epic looking. I'm like, wow, they even put uni in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and then I shared it to some of my friends, Wallace, who loved the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon uh, growing up too. And they were blown away by it as well. And they shared it. Uh, I mean, it just shows you that you can embrace that source material. You don't have to be afraid. Or And I know there's a lot of money riding on this. I think one of the difficult things with He-Man is the 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 fact that, you, like you said, it's not an Earth world. It's this alien 
world that's beautiful and, and sublime and has all these these amazing forests and strange structures and things uh and they have to create all of that and it's really expensive so they have ha they have a lot of money riding on it so they want to they don't want to screw it up right but i worry that that fear of screwing it up means being afraid of embracing the source yeah. and i hope i'm wrong i hope i'm wrong about that i i would yeah. love proven wrong and we'll go into the theater and watch like oh my god this is the he-man movie that i've been waiting for my whole life you know i hope that they do that but i really have my doubts about it i really do like just based on any property that they've tried to bring back they always have to try to make it hip or appeal to like the gi joe movies like i guess you know those it's like, why didn't they make make it like the cartoon, the era, the or, or the con Larry Hama uh, stories, though that everybody remembers? Why did Gem have to be such a, a deviation from the cartoon? All you have to do is take what's in the cartoon and put it on the screen. That's what people want to see. They want to see, you know, '80s glam hair and people singing rock songs and the evil band trying to trying to undermine Gem. That, that's it's very simple and it's the same with he-man or thundercats or anything like that just own what it is and don't change the loop he-man doesn't have to wear pants you know it's like why do we uh, have no why do they always want to put they've been trying to do that since 1989 everybody loved that when they put pants on <laughs> like, yeah they loved it all it's like make them look like own this own the sword and sorcery visuals that's what he-man grew out of during the, that popularity of sword and sorcery so own that look like Give them the harness and the and and the, and the furry uh, loincloth on your pants, whatever you want to call it. Uh, just go go for it um, and take the best episodes of filmation, the best comics, mini comics. I think you know you take the best stuff that we all loved growing up, the things that we the artwork, the things that we loved about He Man, and distill that into what I would think is a perfect movie. But then there are other people who would counter, well, that will appeal to us, but it won't appeal to the general population. Why not? Why won't that appeal? To, why, do, why do we have to make all these changes to appeal to this so-called larger population? I'd rather that it fail on its own terms, being what it is, yeah. than changing it into something that it shouldn't be. It's, it's like everyone's so quick to forget that Nolan didn't steer clear of what Lord of the Rings really was. Like they mm -hmm. stuck to it, and if you liked it, you liked it. If not, not you didn't. So I, I, I just kind of feel like that 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 knee jerk reaction to we have to change up how people talk. We have to, you know, change the looks as if like people are going to laugh at a guy in a loincloth. And it's like, well, did you laugh at Conan the Barbarian? Not the shitty remake, but the original one too. And I, I just, yeah, I mean. I, I can almost see them putting this this guy, this Noah Wiley. I don't know. I can remember what the hell his last name is. Centineo, I think. Yeah, putting putting. Uh, I could see him like, you know, I just want to. I just like the guy. Even if he changes his hair, he doesn't look like he man. He looks like a little boy, and you know, I I just I, I can't get behind this guy. You know, looking like this. I just I I just don't see that. I. I don't see it happening. I don't care what this guy does in the gym. I just I have no faith in this guy looking the parts and um why they couldn't get someone like Mike O'Hearn to you know, who actually is built to, to play something like that. I, I, I just I feel like it's it's he looks like Adam. I could see him playing Prince Adam because Adam was young when he yeah. got the power of Grayskull, but He Man is not He Man shouldn't look I know in filmation they look the same, but 
it's like He-Man, I think, should look more older, I guess. Yeah. Older, he like, should look mature. He-Man should look mature, like, all the time. And that's why I feel like this guy's not going to be able to pull it off. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I, have, I have my doubts about the entire thing. <laughs> But we, we no, no, you wouldn't have doubts. Well, I mean, like but it's, 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 it's good to hear that, though, because I, <laughs> I, I, I just kind of feel like with all this eagerly positive stuff, I feel like things need to be questioned. They need to be challenged, you know, and I, I think it's good to know that you have legitimate concerns and not the utmost faith in what these people are claiming to do. I'll go and, see it. I mean, I'll be opening night. I will absolutely go, go see sure. it. Absolutely. <laughs> and if it sucks, I it sucks, and I won't go see it again, but I will definitely give it a shot. I'm excited to see what they do, but I'm also, like, I think, like, you guys, kind of, like, very cautious about it, given what we've seen with other reboots and things like that, remakes and things. I'd love for it to be great, though. You're right. I mean, we've been waiting so long. It's, like I said, it's it's just that the wait is what has been driving most fans insane. It's, you know, when we've been you know, not promised, but when we've been told, hey, this movie's going to come out now. Oh, wait, two years later. Oh, two years later. And literally almost 18 years later of it's coming, it's coming. You kind of lose your, you know, like enthusiasm. Like, God, is this ever going to happen? You know, you try to be optimistic, but then after a while, it's like, God, don't look like it's going to ever come out. But if it comes out, I'm just like you. I'm going to be the, you know, at the theaters day one. And I hope it is great. Mm-hmm. And and hopefully then it can lead to more things. You know, like I said, maybe our, you know, a rebranding, a, a new cartoon coming out, the continuing of the toy line anything you always want to see something that you love and you're passionate about do well it's not like we're saying okay here comes a movie i hope this thing bombs no i don't want that to happen of course not you want great things to happen i don't know i I didn't want shira to be a success because i felt like if if that's a success (laughs) we're going to get more and more of that no i don't want to see more and more of that you saw what you didn't you saw it and you didn't like it so you're like i don't want that to be successful whereas if you had heard oh a new shira cartoon is coming out theoretically like you would, I would imagine, you would want it to be successful. Absolutely, but I, I feel like you could. I, I can immediately tell with what they were going for <clears throat> and their their agenda for that. Like, I don't want that to succeed because I feel like they're not trying to tell a great Shira story. They're just trying to, well, and Joe's watched season two and just continues to validate that point. And I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it being the, a, a giant hit though. I mean, is it? I, I, I don't, I don't see people I, like cosplay. A lot of cosplay for it at cons, for sure. I see a lot of people cosplaying in the, in the Shira costumes. Um, I, I enjoyed things about it. I have mixed feelings about it. I, I like you guys. I really dislike the use of the modern vernacular when they each other. Like, I, it weirds me out because it's like I'm used to them speaking in that more high fantasy style. Like they refer to their mother as mother instead of mom, you know, like in the old, in the original, it's like, they call it say mother or father, but now they were mom, dad, whatever. See, even small details like that, they, they say a lot. They, it shows you're trying to take, put it in another world. I feel like it's just lazy writing. If you're not going to take the time to make these characters sound like they're from another galaxy and a different upbringing, a different environment, a different uh, lifestyle. There were things I liked about, I do. I, I think that, at its core, it still tries to, to, it still goes for the fantasy element, but it definitely, uh, it, I feel it's like it dampens it when they're speaking in that modern way. It's kind of like that detracts from it, but I think the stories are pretty well written overall uh, as it goes on with the sort of the mythology of it. Like as you're watching it unfold as it goes along, uh, it, it does 
get pretty cool in places, but then the comedy detracts from it too a bit. Like it's, it's like, I'm, I, if I kind of remove, like, it's not my Shira from the eighties, but if I watch it and I'm like, okay, this is, has a lot of good fantasy elements tied into it with the history of Etheria and, and unraveling that mystery of how things came to be. Um, but then you have like wacky hijinks with Bo and, and well, da Danielle, it, it, you know, the one thing I noticed, yeah, I was gonna say, it, um, well, here's the thing, like you said, it, it obviously seems a lot more comedic and definitely for a younger demographic, how they're going with a lot of, like you said, the maybe the silliness, the gigantic open mouth expressions and eyes and you know, the stuff to wear. Okay, here's the other thing it's when I tuned into She back in the day in He Man. I tuned into a fantasy cartoon where I was looking for, of course, our main hero and, of course, the other people that are there as well, but to see amazing powers, abilities, and a fun fantasy story. But that hero that I felt like if I was in danger, I'd pray that a warrior like She-Ra or He-Man could come and save me. You know, not my buddies. When I had my buddies, I'd watch like a Scooby-Doo cartoon or some of the fun <laughs> stuff. But you know what I mean? But when it was time for serious stuff, I would tune into He-Man, tune into She-Ra, and these are characters that are older and not my friends. I don't want to feel like when the, you know, somebody's coming to save the day and here's my 10-year-old buddy, Johnny. It's it's not what you're looking for. I'm looking for a hero. And what I'm not seeing, unfortunately, in this new Shira, is her as a hero. I said this before in, in the podcast before, and I, I challenge anybody to really go back and look. And if they like it, again, more power to them. But when do you ever see her being the big, powerful hero to come save the day. Every time she's showed up, first half the time her transformation, it's like it's a second afterthought. But when she finally becomes She-Ra, she gets bested by Scorpia. She gets bested by the first one's technology of a giant creature towards the end in one of the last episodes. And somebody else is always coming to save her. But the hero herself, She-Ra, it's like she's almost non-existent. And do they even call her She-Ra? They still call her Adora. The Princess Alliance calls her Adora when she is She-Ra. And of course, the Evil Horde calls her Adora as she's She-Ra. It's like the character of She-Ra, in my opinion, is like secondary in this cartoon. That's what saddens me. It's like it might as well be Adora and the Princesses of Power. She-Ra is not even showing herself. Like I said, I go to every single episode of Season 7, even some from Season 1, but Season 7, and look at the amount of screen time and what she does. It's like, where's that moment? You remember back in the day we'd see He-Man and She-Ra, and when they transform and come to save, they was like, oh, shit, it's all now. They're going to do something. Oh. I'm not getting that. And this one, it's like, oh, she's She-Ra. Oh, she ain't do shit. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? That's sad. Identity, too. It's like, okay, like, everybody knows knows she's She-Ra. I also have problems. Like, Scorpia is, like, I I... I know a lot of people like ragged on the on the original Scorpio, but I loved. I thought she was great. She was. They mean. did like who, who's ragged on the original Scorpio? I like online and stuff. Like they don't like her voice and stuff. Like what? Dark accent. I think she, I think it's great, but I do too. The new Scorpio. A lot of people like her, but I'm like, she's not. She's not evil. She's like really nice. Like why is she in the horde even? Like she, you know, she's like why why would she's kind of not too bright, but she's like. <laughs> Bored, but she seems like a kind of a nice person. Like, yeah. she does seem nice. Yeah, yeah, she does seem nice. She'd be in the horde. Like, I miss the old Scorpio who was like, you don't want to mess with that Scorpio. Like, she'll fuck you up. I'm sorry. You <laughs> can say, don't, do hey. not try to censor yourself on this podcast here. We'll take you know what? No f bombs on here, regardless of who Joe's trying to appease to with the, you know, a couple of kids or something like that. Yeah, well, this is the podcast that brings young He-Man fans into manhood. 
you know, hearing, hearing a couple of choice words like that, it makes him, it's like the equivalent of watching like Commando or Predator as a kid, you know, don't repeat what you hear on here, but I'll let you watch it, you know. Yeah, so don't, don't worry about that. But uh, yeah, I, I, I've just, it's, it's been, I've been very curious to hear what you uh, had to, had to say about, you know, that cartoon and the, the movie news has been coming out too. And I mean, I, I just, um, the movie will happen. The movie's going to happen. You know why? Because think about how much money He-Man made in the 80s. Just for that fact alone, the fact that He-Man was such a juggernaut that it made a billion, over a billion dollars yeah. in the yeah. 80s. There's no way they're not going to want to see if lightning isn't going to strike twice. Well, that's why I can understand why Mattel has been so gun-shy about, like, you know, at least with Playmates. With, I know Turtles is like their big tour line. Mm-hmm. Probably their only big one, but they're not afraid to take chances on it. If this one didn't work, we'll try another one. Same thing with Hasbro and Transformers and the less extent G.I. Joe. Why Mattel has just not really wanted to and maybe it's gonna it's coming out, you know, in San Diego here in a couple of uh, a couple of weeks. But I, I've just mm-hmm. always wondered because if, if that's that very thought that you just brought up. For that to be the goal, the uh, the ghost that laid the golden egg in the A's for them, and to mm-hmm. not think that well, kids didn't really grow up with barbarians and sword and sorcery, and they just saw this on the shelves and on TV and thought it was awesome. Why, why couldn't kids today embrace it? M- no different than white kids who didn't grow up with Spider-Man in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. They embrace it today as if, like, oh, that's awesome because it's a great idea. It works. So mm-hmm. I, I, I've never understood why Mattel is just, you know, they'll recycle, like, Max Steel and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. why, why haven't you gone back to He-Man, you know, from a – a retail standpoint and, and really give it your all. Well, I think like well, Val, I said when he was on here before last time was the 2000 X thing scared a lot of people. Uh, but I, I guess now they're well, going to give it another shot. So we'll see. And Let's do it with origins. Yeah. Origins has to do that. We got to have origins back, put that back in retail. That's what we got to see. We'll see how that goes too. I hope, I hope you're right. I hope that that's, that's, that's the exactly what, uh, I, I'm I'm actually really psyched that they're going back to the like early days of He-Man. Hell that. yeah! Cool idea to like okay, let's go all the way back to where it started and and give this a shot. You know, um, we'll see. Uh, that is the first Prince Adam I remember seeing because I remember picking up uh, an issue of the of the DC three parter back then, and that was the first time I ever saw Prince Adam was with the blue vest. So I have a real yeah for for those uh that's storyline from the dc comics uh so i was psyched when i saw that they were doing that i really don't know how it's gonna go it's interesting they're doing like an articulated vintage scale figure i i'm curious to see i want to see like a side-by-side comparison to see how they look com- with the, the height yeah 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 well, we're definitely going to discuss that later because that is some of the questions that i was getting so when after we do our one things we're going to talk about them damn origins mm-hmm. So, well, Danielle, what did you want to start off with? Do you want to talk about that uh, newspaper comic strip story or the Witches of Masters? And Rondale, the, the political story. Oh, my God. <laughs> let, let me just say, from <laughs> now on, Joe, we're letting her make recommendations. If I have to sit through another one of these silly, ridiculous, just monotonous political stories, well, you ain't picking hey. them anymore, Joe, unless you have read it in well, advance, dude. Well, here's the thing. This is the thing. Since we knew we were going to have Danielle on, and we know you worked on this book, we're like, hey, we'll do the next story. And, of course, I have not read this book yet. I had no clue what the next story was. I sat there. It was reading it three hours ago. I was like, 
what the hell is this? This is the most dragged out damn story I've ever seen out of. I was like, out of all things for I her to be a this part is a of. a waste of her talent to have her on here to discuss this story. Like, <laughs> that ain't going to be long. I'll tell you that. We'll be talking about witches more in this story. I couldn't believe it. I was like, it just, it dragged so long. Then finally got something going. Then just dragged again. I was like, that was terrible. So, and plus, I'd love to know your thoughts on that since you, well, you know, you helped collaborate to get that going because, woo, that was a doozy. It's it's definitely in my uh, my bottom three stories. Thank God, I was warned. I was like, the only one has a problem with this. It's not the worst one. My my. Oh no! It, it's worse. Hate it. I know you guys are gonna hate it. There's a story called "When You Need an Extra Something," which is uh-huh. so ridiculous. It goes okay. in goofball territory, and I'm like, when I read it, uh, I was like, I was flipping ahead. I was like, I wonder if it's gonna be that uh, that story because I was like. Joe and Tyler are going to hate that story, but it's this one, which is also not a good story. <laughs> but, uh, right, yeah, no more, no more going in order, Joe. You've been stripped of that of that privilege. All right, if we do another one, which we will, she picks it or suggests it for us here. Like you're, you're not doing this to me again, Joe. It was it was painful. I, I it was God. Uh, the thing I I'm curious about was this complete Danielle? Cause I know you said some of the uh, parts of stories were lost and this wasn't, you know, like the entire book itself was not complete, but was this story arc completed by chance? Yeah, that's, this is a complete story for this, uh, for this. Wow. Cause it feels like it's missing a whole lot of stuff. That's, that's what I was going to get to. It just fell off. And then parts of, I was like, I didn't know what was going on. It's like later on, it seemed like some of the black and white images, th- the images looked off just in and what the hell was up when they drew he-man later uh, when he became he-man his harness is hanging down to his stomach i was like what is that did you notice that you're gonna see you're gonna see more and more of that as the strip goes on i think gerald fortin who's a gerald is a brilliant artist and he did the the okay filmation style guide for filmation he worked on he he worked at filmation he did a lot of a lot of artwork for the brand Uh, but he was on a time crunch. Like they were turning these out every week and he would do it on the weekend after he did other jobs that he did. He's, he's actually a very famous comic book artist. Uh, okay. In France. He's from uh, Paris. So on the weekends he would do the He-Man strip and you could tell as the strip goes along that he puts less and less. Shit is, I'm surprised he just didn't have a strap hanging eventually. It's Cause damn it. It was up here, down, down, down. It was just, oh, I yeah. didn't know it was, Dude, if you look at the first, like if you look at the first couple of stories, they look magnificent. And yeah, then, they really yeah. do. Yeah, and then if you look later on, he's like drawing, you know, this power sword looks like a little triangle. He <laughs> <laughs> man looks like Charlie Brown. Nothing makes sense anymore. He's like, I don't care about this damn thing. Nothing against Gerald because he's a. a oh no 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 no! Just just razzing. That's all. But then what was that? I noticed he never said by the power of Grayskull in this arc either. It was just I have the power. Like, was there uh, any explanation of what happened there too? I'm pretty sure it was just Chris trying to conserve space. Like, yeah, yeah, those like three panels. He like you probably. I noticed after I found this weird too. Like every time after he says I have the power, he then has a thought bubble that says, "But will it be enough to stop the?" You know. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I think he was using it for that instead of doing the by the power of Grayskull. I mean, there are plenty of strips where he does say by the power of Grayskull. Yes. Was like a time-saving thing where he was like, "Okay, I only have three panels to do this, so I'm just gonna jump to the I have the power part, and the audience will know that he said it by the power of Grayskull first. So there's like a lot of cutting, cutting corners there, and this is actually a pretty long story, but yeah, but there's so much going, there's so much going on, but it doesn't, it just kind of ends. It's like 
yeah, yeah. that was something too. Like, yeah. it, there's, there's no payoff. It's just yeah, it was too quick. It was like the whole gimmick was the count Rot Rotolex, you know, Skeletor backwards. Did you guys figure mm -hmm. that? No. Oh yeah, that was like I, I did not care when I. Uh... <laughs> right when I seen it, I said, "Oh, there's Skeletor backwards." Ooh, they got us. <laughs> no, uh, that was it. Just the, like you said, beyond the political thing that the whole thing was going through, it was just this whole romance thing that's just dragged and dragged between. Um, Man at Arms and what was her Miranda. name? Miranda. Miranda. Yeah, it's actually a really prominent recurring character that they. Yeah, it just seemed like they they just dragged the hell out of it. I never read a story that dragged out. And you said one's going to be worse later on. I mean, it's like <laughs> dread to even think what that's going to be. There are two that I think are worse. Actually, this is my like third least favorite. There are two God. that are worse than this one, but. Uh, it had potential, though. That's what I mean. I wish if no, they could have cut and like it, 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 no, if they no could have added a little yeah, more. I'm sorry, but there wasn't. Which, well, like I said, they eventually with seeing some kind of creatures, the other little kingdoms, meaning seeing different things going on. I'm, I was like, I'm, okay, I'm that's nice, like, but yeah, more action. Like the, the locations and stuff, but the, the there was more action not... would have been nice. Oh, if there was I, more and action. I don't want to come off like an old. So you're one of those like meatheads, just has to have like mindless action to watch, you know, shitty Fast and Furious movie or something like that. Like, no, 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 no. I'm all for like great storytelling. I mean, you people listen to this podcast to know I love you know like the, the the better stories are told in filmation. Um, I I just felt like it's just not an interesting idea. Like, I mean, the idea of Skelter causing destruction because he's Lord Destruction by using, um, I forgot what his name is, like his own personal puppet to rule. Nikolai. This, yeah, 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 to roll this cat. I'm like, that's something Skelter does. Like, okay, I just feel like that's kind of an afterthought. It's not yeah. much of a prominent spot in this story. It's more about this, you know, riots that are going on, the, the political issues, and it's just kind of, it doesn't really feel like it's a Skeletor-driven story. Very political, and very much an analog for, like, Middle East, like, they, the, the Rondale, where Miranda is from, for those who haven't read this, like, the, the whole premise of this is Miranda is an ambassador from the kingdom of Rondale in Eternia, and she's stationed in Eternos, she's part of, like, the royal court of Eternos, and there's this love... Man at Arms. It's a. She's actually. Uh, her and Man at Arms start to develop a thing for each other, which is interesting because Man at Arms never had any sort of attachment like that. So it's like okay, so they're developing this romance for Man at Arms, and then back in her home kingdom, there's this revolution that's brewing because uh, the queen, Queen Eliza, uh, is sending. Uh, there's a political conflict, like their enemy. Uh, took some islands, like invaded some islands, and she didn't do anything about it. And this other country, Califia, now she's sending her son, Prince Corwin, to go study in Califia, and the right. Skeletor in disguise is brewing up this uh, sent a negative sentiment against the queen, and he's using uh, her brother-in-law, Prince Nikolai, to sort of uh, brew up this, this hostility, but uh, so Mar Miranda and Adam and Teal and Men at Arms go back to Rondale and uh, Nikolai is in love. It turns out he was an old flame of Miranda's. So now there's this love triangle with Men at Arms and Miranda. And Nic there was too much going on. And then Corwin is like the little prince kid hated uh, his uncle Nikolai. And there he, you know, it was... I don't know. It was they were doing these all all kinds of like weird story points here that never really led the whole point of the story. I felt like was Skeletor's in disguise and he's manipulating the entire thing. Haha. -ha. Okay, that, now everything's okay. 
Uh, I do think one thing they did that was interesting, though, I don't know if you noticed, they kept referring to Randor as the High King, which is interesting because we always kind of wonder, okay, what is what does it mean that Randor is the king of Eternia? And it's like, by saying he's the High King, historically, the High King is the king that all other kings answer to. So... Yeah. Kind That's of, how I always took it anyway. Like yeah. even in formation, when they refer to him as the king king of Eternia, Eternos, he is the central king of the planet. You know, he oversees you know, going to Drizdos or random other yeah, I mean that that's how I always took it. I, yeah. Um and they kind of they phrased it that way too, the high king. And the other thing that was interesting was like Adam when he reaches for his sword, they explain like why you don't see the sword on his back, like the magic, I guess, of Grayskull makes the sword invisible so you can't see it. And then when he reaches for it, it appears. There's like one panel. Where, yeah, that, 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 exactly. I remember that. Yeah. That was that cool. Was interesting like, little little tidbits like that. But I just felt overall the story kind of fell flat as in terms of. I love when Daniel's trying to explain it to us. Like she's really having a hard time trying to sell the public of this story. Like, she's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> don't start with that don't make that your first. I don't. Do Sam is probably in the chat room going. This is my favorite story. Do Sam work uh, as much as he can argue? He has nothing. Just there's nothing he can defend in. <laughs> you know, he, just, he just cannot. That's one thing. He will fall flat on his face. He used to. He, he actually got the strip in Serbia. Like he was. He used to read it as a kid. So he. We, oh, we, that's cool. I, when I was reading this, like. And I feel sorry for the kids who are waiting for the next installment of this, waiting for this to pan off. And like more politics. And they probably just like threw the paper away. Oh, the hell with this! I'm like, the cats. Yeah, yeah. Like the, I'm gonna watch the news instead because that's more exciting. Than yeah, there's more. There's actually action going on in the news today. <laughs> yeah, I get told as hostages at least in in real life. <laughs> Yeah, just, yeah, I don't yeah. know the time-wise. That felt like that could have been a six-month story arc in the paper. I mean, that was quite long. How long would you say that could have been, Danielle? That was a while, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I think that one ran like – I want to say it was like 18 weeks. It was one of the longest, if Ooh. not longest. Oh. I have God, it painful. Just to the end when, you know, like when the uncle gets bit and he's poisoned and then, you know, like, oh, watch how you get him off or whatever. And then, like you said, at the end, boom, he's just at the, the Royal Hospital. He's healed. Hey, it's OK. It's like that yes. was the quickest ending in history. Yes. <laughs> it was like, OK, he's he's going to be OK. I, guess. I thought this was like a really venomous, you know, insect that just bit him. But I, I guess he's going to be OK. Great. Everybody and right. comes the tutor for, for the kid. And then it's like. Yay, everyone's yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> what about all the people in Rondale who are revolting? Like these people who are all like, you know, angry about about this. You know, I guess they're okay now too. Like they didn't. <laughs> what a what a capital. What were you showing? You had a piece of paper. Were you showing us something? Oh, this is the. You said how how long is this? Like this is the script for the for the for the story. Uh, oh wow! And it's uh, it's pretty long actually. I don't know how many it's weeks is it? Um. Monday 89, and the last one is Sunday 106. So what's 106? I can't do math in my head. Don't even ask me. 27. 27 weeks. Wow. That's I think that's what you said, right? <laughs> 27 <laughs> weeks. Oh, Man. That's yeah, one of the long. Most of the other. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I can picture. I... Yeah. <laughs> that's enough to make a He-Man fan quit. 
you know, it, it just, like I, I give up, man. You, I, you have to remember though, this was these were these stories were all done by filmation people. Like everybody who worked on this was uh, Chris Weber and Karen Wilson were writer. They wrote for filmation. Uh, Gerald but, Ford was an artist but, at filmation. Connie doesn't Sp- make the Star oh. Child that much better though. <laughs> I know they need Lou. That's what they needed Lou. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> All right. But, well, uh, just for future references too, like what what would be like your top three stories that 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 you that, or not even specifically rank just like three? You're like, you know what? These are the go tos. If you're trying to sell someone mm-hmm. a new fan on this book, what would be like the three stories that you recommend? Like you you have to get this book because of these particular stories that stuck out to you. Right. Okay. Well, you guys covered a couple of the early ones. I thought were were really good. Like the ninja story was fantastic. I like that one a lot. That one is really good. I thought yeah. Vengeance of the Viper King was really good. The King Hiss one. I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, I um, also like the very first one. My, I think my personal favorite one is called um, uh, Shaken to the Core. Yeah, Shaken. I I really like Shaken to the Core a lot. Um, I don't know if you guys will like it. I think you will. They introduce a new villain called the Fault Master, who looks goofy as hell. I mean, he looks like he looks like a Silver Age comic book villain. He has a mask and a striped unitard and a cape. Sorry, I I gotta see this. But he looks like a Silver Age comic book villain, but he causes he's this crazy scientist who causes all these earthquakes and thinks he's a wizard or something. And uh, but it's it's about the sorceress and like she has to prove herself every five years or the or to prove herself worthy of Grayskull or she'll, she's destroyed by the power of Grayskull if she doesn't prove herself worthy. So she kind of goes on this quest. And uh, I thought it was, I, and He-Man is like helping the people who were affected by this earthquake. And I thought it was an interesting story personally. Uh, I, I don't know if every, I think the earlier stories are, are better uh, overall, but I liked that particular story a lot. Um, the new adventure story is kind of cool too, although it is missing quite a few, uh, quite a few of the strips, but the strips that are missing we summarized anyway, like we have the, so they're the missing days. Um, you won't miss what happened because we, we wrote like little synopses cause we had the scripts. Cool. Um, so you'll know what happened on the missing days, but yeah, I, I would say I like shaken to the core. Um, the one that you'll hate is called when you need an extra something. I, I suspect that you will hate that story. Is it's, that what it's called? When you need an extra something? Yeah, yeah, it's just really. Oh, uh, well, here's, here's okay. shaking to the core. I came across Ooh, it here. Yeah, I like that. Oh, another good one that I thought was cool. Actually, this one, there's another one uh, I think you'll like. It It has Clamp Champ in it. So I, oh, well, then I'm sold already, then. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, there's one called, the one with Clamp Champ is called At the Edge of the Darkest Night. And it's about this. Uh, Oh my god, like that that villain does look like a silver age like DC villain. He really does, right? Yeah. God. Yeah, kinda you go- weren't kidding. Kind of goofy looking. Yeah. Um, at the don't, end- don't even think about customizing him. I don't want to see it. <laughs> um okay. at the edge of the darkest night is Clamp Champ in it and it's set like uh in this outpost where there are royal guards stationed and there's like um uh whiplashes in it, um and Skeletor is like trying to resurrect these um like sand monsters that he's he wants to control this like army of uh, of sand monsters and so it gives some kind of interesting Eternian history in there they go deep into these crypts it's almost like an egyptian sort of crypt that they descend into so there's some fun like adventure stuff a lot of the strip stuff like 
there was definitely more more romance than there was in other media and there was definitely more like pulp it turned more into like a pulp kind of comic adventure story where they go on like these kind of quests and go into you know to these faraway lands to yeah. with stuff um yeah so I, I would say those are those are pretty pretty good stories um and I wanted to double check with you. Uh, you did say for that godforsaken thing that we, you know, read for this uh, episode, eighty nine <laughs> to. You said you said that was eighty nine to one sixteen, correct? I just want to make sure. You, uh, it's eighty nine to one oh six. Oh, one oh. I thought you said one sixteen. That's why I said twenty seven. So that was seventeen weeks. Then okay, my fault. Because like, I was like, God, did it really go on twenty seven weeks? But seventeen weeks is still just as bad. But twenty seven would have put me in a coma. Yeah. No, the story I was talking about that there, there's one called I think you'll also hate. Uh, Val likes it; it's become his like favorite story. But it's called He Man in Wonderland, and I just passed that. Yeah, it's like He Man gets sucked into uh, Wonderland, which is I mean, it's a cool premise, I guess. It's like Marlena brought books on the on the spaceship, like from Earth, to read while she was in outer space, and so Skeletor casts the spell to suck He-Man into into one of the books, and it happens to be Alice in Wonderland, so He-Man has to encounter all the characters in Lewis Carroll's story, and I guess it's okay, but it's kind of goofy, like, Val, it's like, Val, he's such a dork. <laughs> What's that? Val's such a dork. <laughs> Man, he had to be embarrassed. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm looking at it right now, and like, I'm like, he been like encountered the Mad Hatter and 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 the uh, yeah and the March Hare, like, oh my god, it's a that's a little a little much for me too. <laughs> and oh, the, the, there's the Cheshire Cat too, it's like, yeah. And the one I think that, like I said, I, the one I think you will really dislike is when you need an extra something, which uh, Evelyn pretends to go straight uh, and sell. Uh, she she pretends to go straight and sell cosmetics, and she frames He-Man to make it look like He-Man is helping her because he's gone. What? And so, like the attorney and media come and they interview, he they write these stories about He-Man being broke and having to help evil in, and then it all turns out <laughs> He-Man's. <laughs> what the hell am I reading? And then it turns out that evil in is like it's a plot to steal the power sword that she, her, and Skeletor are trying to steal the steal the power sword i'm like what the, what the hell am i reading here like it was that wow. was definitely a jump the shark story uh some people might like it it's my there are some excellent stories in this run like i'm not discouraging sure. what evil it fan wants to see her selling cosmetics though whether it's a scheme or not though it's just <laughs> not sure. look at evil going door to door trying to trick people into buying like the latest shade of mascara or something it really is it's like these she calls them uh forever products because they make you young look young and so uh what they actually do is make you disappear like that you vanish and they'll whole purpose of this vanishing cream hey it's real yeah. vanishing cream huh vanishing cream, like, oh, lord we're trying to get to steal the power sword or something and none of it made sense uh, like, <laughs> I, like, <laughs> okay, like they can't all, 15 stories in this book they can't all be winners right you know so, so, i know but man that's that's and the title is i thought you were just kind of making it up when you need an extra something like that's that's really the name of the story yeah, yeah. and if you mm. flip through, you'll see like it's evil in on a stage at the attorney in theater like hawking these beauty products and i'm like what like no no, no i call foul on this one here i'm looking in here and there is a cameraman and a reporter yeah. with the headset and a microphone yeah yeah like uh, that that's 
Yeah, they they, they, they earthed it up. Oh man! Yes. Yeah, see, this is what Sony's going to do, people. Here, you got to make sure they don't do this. I I I can see what I know. What he was going for It's like, okay, it's the royal family, right? So he was trying to do like an Earth parallel because we're so you know people are obsessed with. I'm not, but people are obsessed with like the royal family. Like they're looking the tabloids. You're at the checkout aisle. It's always they're always on the God. front. The tabloids. So the media is obsessed with the royal family. So he was trying to bring that. Okay, there's the royal family on Eternia, so therefore there must be the media must do. But I don't want to see media on. Parent. Yeah, just I, I think just having peasants and various people wanting to talk to, not a cameraman and a yeah. and a and a reporter there. That's yeah. yeah. I like the earlier stories. I felt were more in line with like what we know from He Man in terms of like. Uh, you know, like that first one with the rock people and, and the work they captured Granada and he had to go into space with rock on to help, help, you know, I like those a bit more later on. They do get a bit more pulpy and introduce elements that are eh, mixed bags kind of stuff. But um, there's some, still some cool stuff to be found in the rest of the story. Don't give up on oh, it. Oh, sure. Cause like, Oh yeah. No, I oh, yeah Cause in no way we're, yeah, we put that down. Review this one about you're going to need a little extra something here. Like, do you expect us in, in time to, Review this. It'll be right after you review the island from MYP. It'll be our quickest episode ever. I'm going to have like you know a nice hangman's noose, some bleach to drink. If uh, April Fool's Day falls on a Sunday, you can do the island, Star Child, and and when you need an extra something, reviews all in one episode. I'll, all in one episode, I'll, all done in six minutes, and then we'll take all fan questions. That'll be the whole rest of the episode. It'll be the quickest one for the main topics, and then we'll just uh, let the fans run the episode. Yeah, because like you said, it's in no way we're not not. Look, I not just had a hard book, time you know? like getting my momentum back here. You guys were just ready for me to just jump right in and just like, I give up, man. <laughs> Wow, I sure didn't expect like, that. Like, because this it's full of a great. I am out here, people. Like that. that no, because it's full of a lot of great stories. You're right. This book has a lot of great stories. Oh, so yeah, if anybody yeah. out there hasn't bought like, it, Joe, yeah, you definitely go buy it. Even think about. I'm not reviewing that one, Joe. But I, I uh, kind of like. Yeah, yeah, but I might have to just read. Yeah, I'll read that in my own uh, leisure. But yeah, we don't have to discuss it. I mean, we'll discuss whatever. Well, was one thing the I, I did like in this story too is that they're playing a game that seems awfully too close to racquetball. Like I just kind of feel like oh, right, yeah. that that's way too close to to what you know uh, to you know to Earth. Um, and what they playing ricochet or something? Gravity yeah, ball, ricochet something? Or yeah, I don't it's know. called zero G grav ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just felt like that. That and they're dressed too much like you know, uh, '80s aerobics instructors. You know, they just, <laughs> they just. I'm yeah. surprised that Moraine's not wearing leg warmers. You know, it's, yeah. it's just one of those things that that's the kind of stuff that like takes me out. You you can't have it to be, you know. But then again, too, like you said, what um, uh, what's his name, Gerald um, Fortin. Yes. Fortin, yeah. I mean, if he if he's cranking these things out, he's probably just trying to throw something quickly together. So I. I don't have to like it, but I can understand why it was drawn like that. Mm-hmm. So. The next one is is interesting too. It's like uh, they hint at it in this story that Gwildor is interested in, in experimenting on um, science and magic and the power of Grayskull, and that's what like the next story kind of comes off of that, where Gwildor tries to like experiment on the power of Grayskull. Well, I'm glad that they're going to continue with that because when it started off, I thought that's what we were getting. I was like, all right, we got some Gwildor stuff going on here. This should be kind of cool. And then it, boom, just so, veered off in a whole other direction. It was leading it. It like, was dropping uh, dropping like kind of a hint as to what the next story is. So the next story okay. is about that. Well, that sounds interesting. And good. At least that one will be good. 
Yeah. And I, I like the idea of seeing Gwildor and Orko interacting too. That's one of those things like I like I like and I, I like the, the use of the movie uh tie-ins as well. But seeing Gwildor is a, a prominent character and him interacting with Orko is just kind of one of those little fun it's not a crossover, but it's it's something that's it's really, really cool to see that. I, I'd like to see that in you know, a competently written He-Man comic book or something like that, where you're bringing a lot of these characters from all these various canons, you know, bringing in an MYP character that's interacting with a movie-type character or something like that. I I think it's nice to kind of bring it all together and just, you have one, one cohesive universe that, mm-hmm. you know, that all these things exist. Like, it's not just, you know, all that happened in the mini-comics and then it happened in the movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Danielle, why don't you hit us up if if you're ready? You want to go into the Masters Universe uh, witches? Let's do it. All right. Well, you Let's kick go. it off. Tell some of your favorites, but we're gonna have to. Well, first, I'd say before we get into favorites, I am curious about the Green Witch. You know, the character that you know was a concept years ago, yeah. and we never got her. Now, did they ever have any type of name in mind for her? Or she never got an official name, or what? Um, back in the '80s, uh, she did not get an official name. Um, in fact, um, there were uh, people speculating that uh, she was a concept for Evelyn, which she was not, because uh, Evelyn was developed in 1982. Uh, if you look at the Battle, Battle Ram blog, they have the, uh, the kind of the- I enjoy those so much. Those are a lot of fun to, yeah. to check out. Adam does a great job. With he does that. do a good job. Yeah. And Evelyn was developed in 1982. Um, the Green Witch um, uh, sketches were from ni- July 1984. Uh, so, she, so the idea was, I guess they were thinking of adding another witch to the, to the line. Um, it was Ted Mayer, the legendary Ted Mayer. He was the one who designed the Green Witcher. And not that long uh, after, also did the mummy around that time, too. He, he designed that the... Trap, trap, I guess. So there was no name uh, at that time for the witch. Um, the first time I saw her was actually in Tomart's... Me, too. That's right, me, too. Saw her. Yeah. I got that. Yeah. Yeah. And there she is. Pull her up there. I don't know if any of you guys can see that. But yeah, I, I looked at that that spread. I could not tell you how many times back when that when that issue came out. Yep. So cool, right? Uh, seeing all those like unused. Content. It was amazing. And um, and then there was also uh, uh, that was you know that she had, uh, they show her with the hat. They show a sketch of her without the hat. And then in the Power and Honor catalog. Uh, here you can see uh, the one without. I like that one the most. That's the one that that sticks up with me the most. When I think the Green Witch, that's the one I tend to think yeah. of the most. With the black and orange, yeah, yeah. I like that one a lot. I was I worked on this with the guys when they were doing this, and I remember uh, when Emiliano sent me the, the pages to to proof, and I he added the witch because the witch wasn't there at first in the first, and then he added her in, and I was like, oh my god, the witch! And he was like, oh, I knew you would like that, <laughs> but um. <laughs> So um, the the witch didn't have a name, but then Scott took Scott Knightlick, Toy Guru, took the name from one of the concepts for Evelyn, which is actually on the Battle Ram blog as well. And one of her concept names was Sultra for Evelyn. So he used the concept name for Evelyn, Sultra, and applied it to the Green Witch. So her name became officially Sultra in classics. Um, and I guess she, he, in his earlier bios, he had her as like the former witch before Shadow Weaver who worked for the Horde and then, you know, was ba- disappeared. Like, you know, uh, 
so she exists in classics continuity. I doubt they'll ever make a figure of the Green Witch, but that's kind of like where, where she came from. Was just a sketch by Ted Mayer, just was like, she, like the mummy. Question, uh, just a quick question: Was she ever written down in classics bios anywhere? Yeah, I, I wasn't aware that there was even any acknowledgement of that character. Oh yeah, so, oh, well, Scott initially, uh, uh, we we've Eric Marshall and I have definitely put her in bios at this point. Um, okay. Of course, I had to. I mean, <laughs> Like, I'm not, I'm not going to not use that witch. Uh, Scott used her initially, and he put her in the Castle Grayskull box art vote, the name Sultra. So when people ask, who's that? He said, oh, that's the Green Witch. He explained that that's who that was. And then he referred to a Hor um, Hordax witch in Preternian times. He kept referring to her as a witch, but he said it wasn't Shadow Weaver, so it turned out it was that witch, he said. It was the, the Green Witch. So Eric and I used that character and brought her into the present and we came up with like a backstory for her what um i don't know if you've ever read um hp lovecraft's um dreams in the witch house uh which is uh, about this guy who's like rooming in this house and he's um starts seeing these visions of um another dimension and there's like a witch trapped in this dimension who she was messing with like these geometrical uh, shapes, these blasphemous geometrical shapes and spells that got caused her to get trapped in this other dimension. And so I kind of took from that idea and applied it to this, which I'm like, okay, she got lost somewhere in, 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 uh, in the, I use the realm of demons. She got, she got lost. She got trapped in the realm of demons. Oh, um, I like the Dame of the demon reference there. Yeah. You know, and so we bring her back in the in the uh, we have her we, we didn't really go into this yet in the bios but I did include her in the bio the Halloween bio we did for the Dark Star fragment where I had um, all the I did kind of a Monster Squad thing you know I had <laughs> I had Scareglow and Crimson Countess was a vampire character I had I was like if you're gonna have a group of monsters you need to have a vampire there uh, and then I had the witch uh, I put Sultra in there and then I also had uh, Dark Dream as well and Rap Trap. So I had all the monsters come together. When He-Man was away in space during his adventures in Primus, Scareglow's like, okay, now's our time to strike and to claim Eternia for the for the dead and the damned, you know, like that kind of, or the, the, the cursed, you know? So he convenes this cabal of supernatural beings. So I used the Green Witch uh, in that bio for sure. Uh, and then I know Eric put her in an upcoming bio that hasn't been released yet, but there's a bio where she appears for sure, and then there was another one. That's I think she might be in like three of them uh, at this point. Um, so we use the whole one you were saying about that Halloween stuff and all that. Is that something you said that has been released that we could read somewhere? I I, I guess I got lost. I didn't know. Is that something that yeah. we yeah. can see? It came out in October. It was the um, you know I don't know if you guys know that we went back and started. We wrote bio. We had done bios for like we picked up where Scott kind of left off and. It was what it was, you know. It's like, okay, you're in this, you're in the sandbox now. You go for it. So I've given my brothers. It would have been cool to like start from scratch because I would have kind of brought it way back to sort of the basics, you know. But that's okay. Wait, cool. but, is that something that could have been done? I mean, not to cut you off, but I mean, could you have, if you wanted, renamed her since you know nobody officially seen her with that name? Like you said, it was brought up, and I guess in little bits and pieces think, here and there. But I think because Scott put it in the Grayskull box art vote. And then he said, that's who it was. Fans, all the fans started calling her that. So we were like, 
we might as well stick with it at this point because that's kind of. I would have loved to see what you could have came up with a name because I know you love witches, and I, I'll be honest, it's it's just me. I'm not feeling sultra for her. I just I don't know. Is it, if you could pick the name, like you know, just not putting you on the spot, but if you could pick the name, what would you have came up with? Because I would have been something much more witchy sounding. I, yeah. <laughs> I think I, I I'd, I'd have to give it some thought. I don't want to just throw something out, but I probably would have come up with something much more okay. much more witchy sounding i guess but um, i understand we also didn't want to rock the boat too much at first we're like okay let's kind of stick with what's there now we're kind of like deviating a little bit more but yeah that well who do you have to worry about when you're coming up with these bios and you're trying to make sure you're not steamrolling over what's already been written but like what what do you what like who keeps that in check or who verifies that well or are you guys pretty much well versed in all the bios that were written when you're writing these new bios like, um, like like that, like just trying to make sure that, you know, well, if they're going by that, you know, like, who do you have, to, who, who do you, I guess, what's the concern? Like, who do you think you might upset if you went and changed her name? Um, when we, okay, so when we write the bios, we have to put uh, underneath each bio that we submit to Mattel, we have to list all of the references in the bio like where they came from so we have to put specific sources for each thing right so i probably could have gotten away or eric and i probably could have gotten away with changing the name at that point which we have subsequently done for other characters like scott said skeletine was going to be named dion and we changed his name to something else oh good god yeah i'm not a fan of that name dion or yeah go ahead just doesn't feel fantasy i probably i probably could have done it but it it was like in the early wave after we finished the 2016 bios i was like well let's try to write bios for a few other things and see if mattel will approve it so i wrote a bio for the the you know the dark star fragment that was in um the the uh, comic with strobo yeah a dark star fragment i was like let's use that as 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 sort of an anchor for um the story that happened while he-man was gone where scareglow and these monsters collected all these art evil artifacts the most evil artifacts in the mythology to try to like you know take over return cast eternia into darkness and raise an army of the undead and just you know do horrible things and um i at the time i was like I talked to Eric about it. I'm like, well, that's what Scott called her was Sultra. So I think we just kind of decided to stick with that. Um, I don't know if it would have upset anyone if we had changed it. If had I known, like in retrospect, I probably would have called her something much more witch okay. sinister sounding. Because Sultra just sounds like she's like, I don't seductive, know. Seductive you know, sorceress almost. Yeah, kind of like, like Enchantress and Thor. Like that yeah. looks like a sultra, you know. Yeah, and it was a working title for Evelyn, which they didn't use, you know, uh, as well as Desira, I believe, was also. Yeah, that was used in like filmation premises, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Desira was yeah. was Evelyn's original name, but I, I mean, I I can appreciate some of those nods to what was originally used, but I kind of feel like, you know, it's it's more fun to kind of come up with, you know, unless unless they clearly had no name, I I I. I think it'd be more fun to come up with a brand new original name instead of using like a a placeholder name for a lot of the characters. Like yeah. I, yeah. I honestly would have preferred that. Yeah, I mean, I like that name, but not for that character. I right. Don't, I don't see that as as a Sultra. So I, um, yeah, I think it would have been a lot more interesting. Have you come across too many other characters too that have yet to be like? I mean, 
was there, I mean, I had yet to see it. So when Rap Trap is announced and that's what they're going to call him, was there another name for that? I, I, was, I was actually quite, quite cool with that name. I thought that name worked, worked pretty good, but. That came from Mattel. Like Mattel told us to call her, call that money Rap Trap. Um, there was nothing uh, back then in the eighties that indicated any name at all. Like nothing that we knew of uh, for a name, uh, but Mattel wanted to call it. When, when that came time, when they had the list of what the figures were going to be, because uh, Rap Trap was, I know Scott said Rap Trap wasn't in his roadmap, which it wasn't. But then when Scott left and Brandon and and um, um, oh geez, it was mostly Brandon that was kind of the point man on that. Um, he wanted to do the Mummy, so he added the Mummy, and Brandon also really wanted Brandon Sapinski also wanted to do Karg comic book colors card and so when the line then shifted over to super seven they just took that list that of those figures and and did it ah. so rap trap rap trap came from mattel um but yeah you asked if joe if we could have like if we starting from scratch was something we could have done and i did float the idea like when um and val is the one who got us the job he val is has a company MV Creation, so he secured the gig with Mattel, and then he hired. He's then subcontracted me and Eric to do it, and he basically said, "Continue from where it left off. Continue the story from where it left off." And so I was like, "Well, what could we? Maybe we could, since these all the ult when the Ultimates came around, I was like, should we? Maybe we should just do a reboot and just start over again, because as much I'm really grateful for the opportunity to to write official." story can and for map create characters and introduce characters and stuff and bring in uh characters from other media that didn't get as much exposure it's cool but at the same but by that on the flip side of the coin we're playing in scott's sandbox that he had been building for what seven years or something before we came around right so didn't get if i have my brothers i mean i totally get it it's like you're you're starting with characters like Quake and stuff and, and Rap Trap, you can't kind and you want to work them into whatever storyline Scott established. I think I would have liked to have kind of taken the core main characters and kind of like, okay, let's start this from scratch and take back. Why, why, why was that, that not encouraged then? Because I remember when, when, you know, a lot of those bios came under, you know, some scrutiny. I think Scott was aware of it and he was saying that they're just written there for fun and not <sighs> anything more than just like a, an extra bonus to this character, but like, at what point are people saying, "Okay, this is canon"? Like, I, I never could figure out who was deciding that this is canon because why couldn't you all decide why not restart? Because if they're not, if they're, if he's telling us to just kind of throw away bios, you can take them or leave them. Like, then why not be given the green light to start over? Almost. Well, they're they're official, so I mean, if Mattel was like, "Yes, we authorize this. This is official." Mm. Here you go. This is it's it's that canon. It's like I've he man has kind of become this like um, even back then it was like you had the filmation canon, mm -hmm. you had the mini comics canon, you had the UK comics canon, German audio plays canon. So this is kind of classics kind of bios is its own canon, right? Um, but I never liked it when Scott would say, I, I, "Don't get me wrong, I'm not throwing Scott under the bus here," but. It's like, oh, they're just throwaway things that we put on the package. It's like a bonus thing. It's like you're writing, you're writing stories, you're writing character histories about characters that people love, have loved for decades. It's like, don't say it's a throwaway thing. It's not a throwaway thing. You know, it's like you put 
put your heart into it. You have to because the, the to honor the 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 brand and honor the property and honor the characters, you have to put your heart into it. You have to care about, about what you're doing. Um, you know, and um, I know Scott grew to care about, I think initially maybe he thought of it that way, but he didn't, I don't agree with all his choices and some things he did, I really liked and some things I didn't like, but it is what it is where like we came into it and it's like, okay, continue from where it left off. Um, that's what we were we were told to do. So uh, and, yeah, and I guess it even depends sometimes on kind of the fandom that you're part of, because as you've seen that with Masters of the Universe, along with a lot of other properties, sometimes there's people that absolutely love the toys, but then some people just love the cartoons. Some people love the comics. So you might have it where somebody's looking at the aspect of you know I want to make all these amazing toys, but as for the bios and stories, yeah kind of an afterthought but then there's the people that say i love the damn stories i love this the powers and origins of these characters and the toys are they're kind of cool but some people like you know it's just i guess it's you know which side does some people like more and then there's people that love it all but yeah, you yeah. got to get real passionate about it all after 11 years though it's like if you're telling a story through bios it's like it gets really convoluted it's like I kind of like somebody asked me on the org the other day to explain something and I it went into this very long explanation about the history of the snake men or something and it was it took me like a really long time to type it out and when I was done I was like wow this is really convoluted <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it can get that way, can it? I mean, that's the thing is when you have so much stuff and, and you're right, you're spreading it out for 10 years, 11 years. And I remembered when the bios first came, you know, when the figures first came out and I was reading the stories, I kind of came all kind of into it. Some of them, not so much. But then the later it got, it's like I was starting to not care because I was like, I didn't know what was going on. The story sounded confusing for a lot. Like one, for example, was that side chop. I, I looked at first when yeah. I seen the figure, I was like, God, that, that figure just looks confusing. And then I read his bio. I was like, how the hell can this bio be 10 times more confusing than how that character looks? It was just, it was such a, you know, it was a mess. And, and I'm not saying they all sucked, but a lot of them's like, I don't care about these bios. They're just hurting my skull. So that's why, because we had Spike here in the chat room saying, Danielle, set Joe and Tyler some homework and have and direct them to the bios because I haven't read the bios in like four or five years probably. Hey, Spike, I'm, Spike, Spike. Spike I, I have read Spike. the bios. Daniel has made sure I have seen a lot of the current bios. So, yes, I, I have read a lot, and they are quite good, especially the one on, uh, was it Screech? Oh, the, thank you. Yes, yeah, that, that was... Um, uh, that that was that was thoroughly enjoyed, and I I, I remember uh, um, Danielle made sure I, I I saw that. Did, can you send that one to me personally? Didn't you? Uh, yeah, I think I did because it had yeah. in it. I think so. Yeah, I, yeah. Blade and Triclops having a bit of a yeah rivalry there. Like, oh God, man! I I give me a crack to write that bio or or, or, or something like that. Yeah, because Spike, I'll tell you something. It, it's nothing against Danielle, but I don't know if it was maybe – Danielle, I can't remember when you first started getting – you know, starting the bios, uh, but I'll lead up to something then you can tell me. But I remember somebody saying, hey, Joe, you checked out this bio? I was like, hey, man, I, I haven't read these bios in years. I said they're garbage. I said I just can't read them no more. I'm like, well, did you know that Danielle, you know, Penny Dreadful is working? I was like, wait, what? I was like, oh, okay, well, I didn't mean it like that. I was like, well, if you could send it to me, I'd look. I didn't know, you know, like I said, I didn't read your bios just to let you know. I never read any of them, but I was just assuming, oh, man, this is going to be the same line of stuff that I just have not been feeling for years. Is so now that at this point you would feel, like, lost in terms of, like, where the story ha is because it's been so long since you've read them? or That's um, It's just like I was – 
when I was getting the figures, and like I said, I think that's probably the reason half the things I haven't read is because I haven't been able to get the figures for years. So that's one reason. But even towards the end of me, when I just couldn't afford them no more, I was just kind of losing my enthusiasm about the bios. But then, you know, I know people would post up a bio. I was like, I'm not reading that. I was like, I just don't want to read this stuff. It's bad. And then I found out what you're doing. I was like, well, now I'd like to give it a shot, you know. So it's not against you. I never read one of your bios. But when I knew you were doing I was like, well, hopefully that should be good now, you know, because I know Danielle knows her stuff and she's passionate about it. I don't take it personally. I mean, I don't think it's people commenting on my, my writing ability or, or anything. It's more that I think they just, the classics continuity has been so all over the place over the years that I think they're just, they're lost. They don't want to jump into that. And I find a lot of the, bi I love writing the bios, by the way, with Eric Marshall, yeah. give a rock on the org. He's a really nice guy and he's a brilliant writer. I love writing with him and, and we email each other and hash out ideas of how to formulate a certain character's background or what led to like, I found too that though, that a lot of it is like, let's, how do we undo this thing that we didn't like before <laughs> that happened? Yeah, that must have been hard. Can you give me a hint of what that might be? I'm just like, curious like, because there's one thing in mind that I, I, I mean, those, what not one, is a multitude of things I couldn't stand, but is it techno-virus by chance? I don't. I never reference the tech. I just don't. I just don't. I, it's like I hope to God you guys are not forced to acknowledge that or the the techno vest or yes the multitudes of multiple he man. And, <laughs> uh, uh, some of the things uh, we don't just we just don't touch it anymore. Eric is more forgiving than I am. Like he's more. I know he's done uh, done some stuff with like sort of he and stuff. I never refer to it as sort of he. I always call it the sort of God. Oh. I don't like that sort of he either. But, uh, but Eric is a brilliant writer and he makes it work. Uh, with one of the examples of undoing something was the bio I just that just got posted, um, which was because we do the card back bios, but we're also doing these digital bios that are released once a week on the org called Masters Mondays, and they are official bios sanctioned by Mattel. We got contracted to do them and paid, um, and so. I did. We released a bio about Zodak, and it was the Zodak from the two pack, the DC two pack, because they just reused his old bio for that from the from the class single release. So I was like, well, let's do, let's do new bios for the DC two pack figures, unique bios. And one thing Scott did that I didn't like was he killed off Zodak. He just said a throwaway line in, in Strobo's bio. That Zodak was assassinated and Strobo was sent to investigate. Oh, I just killed off Zodak, an eight-bag character, in like less than a sentence. No, 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 no. Uh, so one of the things we did, I was like, let's have it was actually uh, uh, um, Zodak. Um, it was like a uh, Zodak faked his death because the cosmic enforcers are going like the cosmic enforcers are going crazy. Like they, the, the neutrality thing, they're like going to the extremes to enforce neutrality. And Zodak is like, whoa! So they they see Zodak as a threat, and they try to they try to eliminate Zodak. So Zodak is sort of it's like an uh, intrigue plot. Like Zodak is. Uh, faked his death. He brings Strobo in. He's like, "Hey, don't the, the cosmic enforcers are lost their shit? Go join the heroic warriors. Uh, we're gonna have to deal with this." And then he approaches He-Man and 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 tells He-Man what's going on. He tells him, I, "I wasn't dead. I, they just can't know ah. I'm alive. I faked my death so that because I have to keep an eye on what the cosmic enforcers are, are doing here." Uh, and so it's the leader of the cause. We can't. We used um. 
it was like a cosmic enforcer in one of the MV Creations comics. It was like this big imposing cosmic enforcer and silhouette. I remember, remember, it was like a group of cosmic enforcers in the MV Creations. Oh yes, I remember, I remember that panel. Yeah, and one of them looks really imposing in silhouette. So we're like, that's the supreme arbiter. He's like, the, he's the head of the cosmic enforcers. He's the one who's like, who's doing all kinds of uh, fucked up stuff. Like the the attorney. <laughs> All these resurrections happen. People have come back to life who were killed off. So he's like, we have to, we have to balance this, the cosmic balance. So the balance for that is to destroy populations on other planets to balance the real, re the reawakening on each other to, to have this cosmic balance. And Zordax, like he's, he's going to kill, you know, populations worth of people. We can't let this happen. So I wanted to kind of give Zodak a proper, like, kind of like, heroic almost role even though he's always been neutral it's like now he has to make a choice uh, because uh the co cosmic enforcers are going way off off book here on in terms of the mission um so i, I it was just stuff like that like let's bring characters skeletor was killed off like yeah all this killing off everybody drove me nuts you know i'm glad how you brought zodak back that's the thing that i couldn't stand was everybody always getting killed off in these bios like you know these are beloved characters we love for years and yes i know in real life there is deaths but when you're tuned into a cartoon or reading a comic you like seeing your favorite villains and heroes return each week be in a crazy situation Yes, you do like them being in a dire situation. And maybe there's some battle scars and wounds and you think they're all, they're going to be gone, but you'd like to see them come back. But when you're killing so many established people and when with the Zodak thing, that the thing that drove me nuts more about that is I always looked at him as like almost a higher power than everybody. You know, an attorney, I was like the thought of, oh, and he's dead now. I was like, when he came to like, you know, when he would appear, it's like, oh, shit, here's Zodak. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody, I mean, Zodak is an extremely powerful being. Like, you can't just yeah. assassinate Zodak. It has to be someone of, of that level of power. And we're like, let's not have him die. Like, he just didn't die. He's somebody is trying to take him out. Like, somebody at that, the Supreme Arbiter. That's why we created this big bad to kind of come after Zodak because it would take somebody of that level to, to, to try to take out Zodak. Um, but it's like, you know, Man at Arms killed off in one panel of a mini comic as a snake man. He gets clamp champ, gets the clamp through his chest. So you killed Duncan? Like <sighs> that? And, and they had clamp champ saying, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you might as well say, oh, Yo, dog, don't make, don't make me break my foot off in your ass, don't you? It's stereotypical. Cringy. It's like, oh my god. So god. cringy. But it's like, you can't. Didn't they kill Stratos too? Wasn't Stratos, Stratos killed off too? Back. We, brought, we already brought Stratos back. He's, he's back. Oh, good, good. You have to link me to all this, Danielle. You got to get me into your bio so I can get caught up on this. Since you're doing the goodness, I'm going to read your stuff. Spike, let Spike hook you up. <laughs> Thank you, Spike. Okay. We're, we, we have a good time doing them and it's really, I'm really, like I said, I'm really grateful. Um, I, I've had a lot of fun doing them and, uh, but it's not, I don't know if you guys would dig them because they're not, I think you would prefer like the stripped down back to the basics, kind of like take the key elements of filmation, take the key elements of the mini comics. A lot of this is like built on what Scott had been doing for years and also undoing a lot of what Scott yeah, and that's why I felt yeah. like you guys were really giving a raw deal on that too, because the ones you guys have have done since then, there there's more there's more sense to them. It's it's more like you're you're telling a story of this character as opposed to throwing in a bunch of like you know 
Oh, it's the body of a trap jaw. Well, and then and then the sorceress fell off a a, a cliff and she died. Like, what does it have to do with <laughs> trap jaw's bio? But it's in there. And... She got killed off too, and one of the yeah. Bio- I just, I mean that that's why I I get pissed off when people would really buy into because of of what Scott wrote. That's why I'm like, God, you people, this is well, it's that canon for that for for classics. But I've always said too that because that is official for for classics that could influence other iterations. I That's don't... what worries me the most is that people re- see this stuff and they think, oh, well, you know, Mechanic's a shitty character according to the bios and this person <laughs> died according to the bios. So, like, that's what worries me is that people are not really going to do much research in terms of, like, if a new fan comes along and, and, and is introduced to the classics and reads these bios and thinks, okay, so th- this, this is what this character's how yeah. they're perceived and I, I, that's what worries me that they're not going to pick up the mini comics and formation and nyp and uh that's why they the, need to get this they need to get this the character guide and world compendium and they can look up every version of that character and go oh it classics depiction of he-man Isn't i he- like that a lot because when that book was announced i thought i really thought it was nothing but the bios that scott had written and a bunch of other stuff like hell no i'm not supporting that <laughs> I had no idea it had all of those multitudes of explanations, like in various cans. I thought that's brilliant. I was like, that that works perfectly because for anybody who's wants to know a lot of stuff, like for He Man and Skeletor and Trapjaw Beastman, there's all these variations of of that character. I thought, okay, that's that's genius. Like, that. I wish I had known that beforehand because I, I really thought it was nothing but like the Scott Knightley bios for a lot of that, a lot of those characters. Oh, that was, those are, I mean, that's in there too, but it's like every version. The thing that I was most excited about with that was like the German uh, audios and comics. Cause it's like, I can't read German or understand German, but it's like, Oh, Sebastian Vogel, um, who's a, uh, runs planet Eternia.de for the German fan community. He did all of those, um, entries for the book i'm like oh okay now i can kind of find out about what happened in the german audio plays and stuff and i like using that stuff in our bios too with eric it's like oh let's take this character that german fans love this 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 wizard from this uh audio play it's like a popular character let's include that character as the main villain of this bio like you know everybody knows our beloved uh villains from uh filmation and from the mini comics it's like Let's introduce, uh, you know, this bad guy from the from the German canon that's beloved in Germany, and bring him into into the English language uh, bio and introduce this character. So it's like that's been kind of fun too, is kind of taking some of stuff from other media uh, and bringing that in, or the Brazilian comics. You know, like there's they're introduced a lot of interesting characters in there. It's like, oh, let's use some of those characters as well. You know, now, can and you, you just missed for- out on the? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Uh, well, I just want to ask, can you do a bio for a character that has not been released in the classic line? Like, could you do an Azrog bio or a Spider no, bio? No, no, but I can't. We're not, we have, any bio we write has to have a corresponding item in the line. Like, so we can have bios for stuff that was already released. Uh, we have bios on packaging for upcoming stuff, but we can't do, like, I can't write a bio for Azrog and Spider because they don't have a toy, but... What I can do, and maybe I have done for somebody on this podcast, is reference them, uh, put them in somebody else's bio as villains. You know, like oh. I, I can no, have no, no, no. Say, say, say that again, though. Could, could you I repeat said, that? I said I can't write 
a bio for those characters because they don't have toys. But what I can do, and perhaps I have done on behalf of someone on this podcast, is include them as the main villains in somebody else's bio, like hmm. in somebody like I can reference them in another bio, for example. Like so, if um, let's say He-Man has to fight a threat in the bio, right? He-Man faced this grave threat. Uh, during his his time uh, to retrieve the amulets of Rumara from from the Crimson Ways or whatever, and encountered, uh, you know, he battle had to do battle with Azrog and Spider or whatever. You know, I can I can include them in the bio, their their plot or something like that. So I can I can reference them, but I can't write a specific bio for uh, the characters. You know what I mean? Oh God, I I just. Please, is, 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 if, if this were to happen, if you were to happen to have included it in some sort of bio, would they be coming down the pipeline sometimes, Trent, that I could, you know, <laughs> maybe maybe one day see in a bio Azrock and Spydra inclu- in- included in this can? Like, is it? It's possible. It's possible that in 2020 that you will see. <laughs> I could tell you the exact date, perhaps, even if I had the document in front of me. Dang. <laughs> Put it on the calendar right now. Do it when it comes out. Oh, possible as Rog and Spider will will make a make an appearance at some point. <laughs> oh my God! Another the universe. It's also possible that other. Uh, actually, I know next this bio coming out tomorrow Monday is going to have some characters in it that I put in there for Joe. So oh, this week, this Monday, you said. The, tomorrow, yeah, this Monday. There's oh, Joe's jumping I, on point to finally start reading son, these bios. Son of a gun, all right. I'll be sure to look for that. Link me just in case I forget, but I don't think I'm going to forget now that you said that. I'm going to make sure. I... It's wow. a bio for Ju- I wrote a bio for Jewel Star. You know, the Star Sisters and the Fighting Foemen, only, they only had like one bio on the package for all three characters. I was like, right, right. They each have a bio. Like, they each have their own story. They're a unique character. Like, what, what? Tell us to find out more about what this character did, you know, like what adventures did they have? So the one for tomorrow was Jewel Star, but it does have reference to something that Joe might appreciate. Hmm. <laughs> okay, that, so now, yeah, now that makes me think too, on top of that, like the characters that Axel has designed, like, mm-hmm. you know, like Hans Hammerholder or, um, um, oh, oh God, there was like that, that man crystal kind of character. I forgot. Oh, yeah. What, yeah. yeah. That one, like those kinds of characters, like are those, you know, considered like official canon as well? Like, would they be given bios and things like that as well? Or um, a lot of them are official canon because they appeared in one of one of the mini comics. Yeah. So those are considered official because they appeared in published material. Anytime that Mattel says approved something and then it gets published and released to the public, it's official. It has the, the trademarks next to it and everything. So he put those characters in there. Um, I, I've used a few of, of Axel's characters. Um, if, I don't know if you read the bios for the PowerCon figures, but... Um, the, the ones coming up? Yeah, yeah, they were online um, in Pixel Dan's video. He showed, like, a close-up. Okay, story. no, I have not seen that one for Slamurai and the Snake Troopers. Yeah, Eric Marshall wrote Slamurai. Eric wrote Slamurai, and he wrote the Slime Pit He-Man. I wrote The only one I wrote for that was the Snake Troopers, but I put Reptilax. You know that rep, rep, yeah. Reptilax? I put Reptilax in that bio. That was for oh, cool. Axel design, so I brought that into, into the official classics canon. I'm going to say canon. It's like 
there, it's funny because like there are some things where I think of canon as like if I think about like I love like I said I love Dark Shadows the TV show so I consider the TV show itself like the only canon and then like you have all these like extra things like books and comics and stuff which are official because they're licensed but I don't consider them part of the core canon. Whereas what about the Tim Burton movie? Oh God. <laughs> A whole other episode. We'll put that in the episode with the island, and when you need an extra something, we can talk about that. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but with uh, with He Man, it's like in the '80s, Mattel licensed out He Man to England, to Germany, to Brazil, Dick. to do that. What is going on? Whoa! <gasps> sorry, sorry. God damn it! Uh, no, it, it, the, it looks like it said I had one percent. I thought Daniel's talking. He just goes, "Dick." I just, I saw, oh no, no! It's just very dick. And then I, no, said, I literally she didn't say anything offensive. I promise. One song. I what is happening? I have one percent. I didn't know what happened. It said I had one percent. I was like, "How do I have one percent?" This thing was charging, and I just looked, and my cable was loose. That means this is going to go out. And if you guys thought that this quality looks shitty, I'm going to have to switch over to my laptop now. So, um, you guys keep going. I'm sorry, but it says one percent. So that means I'm going to pop off here any second. Oh, you dick. dick! I know. See, God, God damn, son of a bitch. He's just going to go eat us. A- Asshole. Yeah, he's probably got something to eat and drink and just, you know, say, oh, oh technical difficulties here. Chicken but... gizzards. Fried chicken gizzards. <laughs> God, um, it, it can, in time you go about like the meat, I don't even think Joe would eat that. He'd eat that too. He'd probably eat that too. Probably eat that raw. Like, what What to you, like, what does canon mean to you? Like, to me, canon is like anything that Mattel licensed, like the UK comics are their own canon. German audio plays their own canon. Yeah, that that's kind of how I look at it. I mean, I, I tend to like filmation, the mini comics, and to a certain degree, even like the star comics and, and the, 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 the three part DCI, like that's its own canon because it seems so drastically different mm-hmm. to a certain degree. I'll, you can almost kind of throw this in with the golden books, at least those like those first three golden yeah. books. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like you can kind of attach a few of the other uh, medias together and kind of say, okay, they're all kind of together, even though characters may look a little bit different, a little bit more, you know, tweaks here and there, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I look at canon. I mean, because, but I, I some of them I do lump in the NYP. It's its own thing. I do lump in the uh, New Adventures in with the stuff from the AIDS because I like to think of that as a continuation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, well, hell, if you really want to, you could really attach the NYP stuff to that if you wanted to. But I, I tend to look at all the 80s stuff as that it all could have, even the German stuff, which I'm not that familiar with. With, but I, I like to kind of think that a lot of that stuff could fit in. Same thing with the UK annual stuff. I, I just, uh, it's pretty much like the stuff that DC's done in recent years. Like, I don't I even acknowledge that. Um, the uh, stuff, some, most, a lot of the stuff in the, the old bios, I just don't consider this canon because mm-hmm. they're just, they're so convoluted and they're all over the place and they throw in stuff that I felt like it was already there. Like, your personal canon, like of what you, what you see as canon in terms of like, you're you're picking from the things that you want to incorporate into what your view of the canon. I mean, I, I I tend to really try to embrace all of it except the bios and what DC has done because I I, I love New Adventures. NYP has some some great additions. I don't agree with all of it, and then pretty much everything in the '80s, I I pretty much just kind of embrace mm-hmm. all of it. Right. You okay. know. 
you know, I, I just, it's all, it's all to get all encompassing. I, I can't really sit there and say, other than like what, like when we discussed, um, uh, uh, King of Castle Gresco, like there's force for many comics. There's a few ideas, and then I'm like, ah, I'm glad they did, did away with that. Like, yeah. I, yep. I, I, I don't like He Man coming from a, a, a tribal village mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. But other than that, it's all canon to me. Everything in the 80s to me all flows together the live action movie, um, you know, in, into new adventures. Um, and even with new adventures, I kind of feel like uh, I kind of like the mini comic origin of how they got going as opposed to the, uh, uh, the animated series where, uh, oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, where Grayskull pretty much implodes and becomes the Starship Eternity, or all the power of Grayskull goes into the Starship Eternity, which kind of gives it a little bit more significance mm-hmm. as opposed to the show. But, uh, yeah, but uh, but that's one of the things I like about He Man so much is that it's it's I've always associated it with uh, like those choose your own adventure books, right? You can kind of pick and choose, okay, I really like this idea for Trapdoor, I really like that idea for, for Skeletor's Origin, like I, a demon from another dimension. I kind of like that vague description, but I don't need like anything in in depth, you know, or that's, and I like his ties to Hordak, but I don't, I think Skeletor having an explanation, like I don't like Keldor. Mm-hmm. That was something too, like that whole idea that they were going to make Keldor a prominent villain in the powers of Grayskull. Like, that means Skeletor is going to be kind of running around in, in, in that era as well. I kind of feel like that takes away you don't have to have everything connected that way. I kind of yeah. feel like having the snake men be the prominent villain along with some other characters. I guess um, in, the, in the search for Keldor mini comic, he's, he says, um, like Randor says, he uh, Keldor was lost in dimensions beyond time. And I always thought that that was like, after I read that interview on the org, I was like, Oh, I wonder if that's what that line meant. Like it was like a hint that he got lost in time as Keldor and then later became Skeletor back then i don't know i know what you mean like which i that that oh okay you saying that makes me think of that line in powers of grayskull where king Hiss looks at skeletor as if like he's yeah like i wonder if he's associated with the unnamed one who we serve like would keldor be the unnamed one could be the unnamed one i think i think you're right i think that's i bet that's what i bet they were putting a little few like hints in there and that's what it was going to lead to i bet i bet you and the unnamed one you don't maybe it was someone you didn't see and it turns out it's him you know like from the future which is kind of a wacky idea but i kind of like that like it'd be interesting to see with keldor i i I remember in the early, very early days of the fandom, and this was before those interviews were published on the org, in the mailing list days, fans would debate that. It's like, is Keldor Skeletor? And some people were like, no, absolutely not. And some people were like, yeah, it, it is. It's hinted at, you know, so there was like... This- I never thought that was that big of a hint because I read that before I ever read that lead Northern interview. I thought, I don't get it. Like, there's not yeah. enough here to say that. It could be yeah. just Skeletor's being a prick and doesn't want him to find out as if, like, he's the one that you know, got rid of Keldor yeah, and I, totally they, they, they can't find out. I just, and then when Lee confirmed, I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. People picked up on it. It was like, they were just debating it. But um, the thing with Keldor is like, I like it if it's done right. Like Keldor can't be, I, I was reading this. Um, it was an, an interview by one of the creators of, I don't know if you're familiar with Dungeons and Dragons or Ravenloft, which was like a gothic horror spinoff from Dungeons and Dragons, right? And one of the creators of the first Ravenloft adventure was talking about sort of a gothic horror vampires, specifically or something like characters like Dracula and stuff. And she said um, that the the um, redemption 
the idea uh, redemption is simply a lure for their prey, a trap for their prey. Like the idea of that they can be redeemed is a lie. And that this mask of tragedy is just hides, uh, this mask of tragedy hides an unbelievable uh, predator, an, uh, uh, an evil predator, and that it's all a lie. And that's how I think of Keldor. Keldor is very charismatic and stuff, a psychopath. Like, I don't think, like, the way Scott was presenting, it was like Keldor was this heroic prince. Who, oh, God, I hated, hated that idea. Because of circumstances, he went bad. I never thought of Keldor as a heroic prince. I think he was just a complete psychopath. Like he's, you know, so if you read about psychopaths, they're really charismatic. They're good at, really good at manipulating. Like Ted Bundy. Yeah, yeah. And if that's, if that's what they're going to do, if they're going to use Keldor in something, they have to make him like that. Like he has to be... Um, that that what he when he becomes Skeletor, that's just like a vis visual manifestation of what he already was all along. He was a monster, and that's what that that writer was talking about. These villains that like nowadays vampires, like oh, they can be redeemed if you love them enough, you know. To but they're mo they're monsters. That 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 is a, that is an illusion of redemption. There's, they're irredeemable. He's a he is a monster. He was a monster when he was Keldor, and he he that's just a visual manifestation. That's how. I think if you're gonna use Keldor, if you're gonna go with that angle, you gotta do it like that and go for a real like Shakespearean kind of Richard the Third or or Ham uh, and Hamlet. You know, the uncle is actually this bastard. Who, like, it was not bastard, literally. He's the one who's does away with Hamlet's father. You know, like you have to make if you're gonna use Keldor, he has to be a he has to be a psychopath. Uh, that's the only way that I think that works. You can't make him like. He was a heroic prince, but who, because of circumstances, went bad. And if only he was loved enough, he would. And the skin's blue, so we can't trust him because he's a god. What horseshit? <laughs> yeah. You know, just uh, I was like, God, you just yeah. don't get. And that's why I, I'm so glad that you were. And I, I had never heard of that, but I, I love that explanation because that's what I, I love for my villains. Like I, I, I feel like if you. You have fun with the villains, then they're no longer a threat. They're 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 not something that should be taken seriously. And mm. villains like Skeletor should not be redeemable ever. Like, no, no. That, that if, if you really wanted to push that Keldor character, he should look like. I mean, the design of Keldor for NYP was 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 wonderful, but he ought to be a pompous prick, yeah. a guy that would, uh, you know, sleep with a woman just to steal something from her and then kills her or something like that. There should there should be, should be nothing redeemable about that guy. Like, manipulative psychopath and he's he yeah. is a monster uh, and that that's how i think that's how you do kill and it's interesting if you look at the three main villains from masters universe Hordak, skeletor and king hiss they each have kind of have their own in my opinion you know you look at them and they kind of have their own angle like king hiss is kind of a fanatic like he's yeah he wants he thinks that the snake men are like should be the, the all his people you know he is that's the master race yeah, the, yeah right he's obsessed with that whereas hordak is is a tyrant he is he is the ultimate galactic dictator right he wants everything to be in his image he puts his face on everything like i love that about he's like a nazi dictator because yeah yeah that logo on everything yeah, yeah. and then Kel, uh skeletor if you look at skeletor what is he like he is the he's he has the face of death he is T subtitle is the Lord of Destruction, right? So, what is Skeletor about? You know, ca ca chaos. Just chaos. Like, chaos. Kind of like the Joker is, he just does it because yeah. he enjoys it. Yeah. He's unpredictable. Like, and he always comes, he's the one who, except other than He Man, 
he's the one who comes out on Skeletor always comes out on top in terms of the villains. It's always going to be Skeletor. Yeah, I, I would never, I would never enjoy a story where, where I mean, Hordecker King, yes, would be the no. climbing on top of the mountain. Like Skeletor no. has got to be the definitive yeah. villain. But. Yeah, they might have their moments, you know, like where, oh, but, of course, but Skeletor is always going to, and he, and he's too smart. He is, he's too smart. He's going to get the upper hand eventually, right? And I think it's what makes it special because he's a very selfish character, so he's always thinking yeah. about. How, how can I benefit? Whereas Hordak, yes. Hordak wants more. King Hiss is like, who who was going to you know sacrifice themselves for you know for the master race? Who was going? Who was willing to submit? I mean, just yeah, they, they all have that egotistical mindset. But I feel like Skeletor's, even though his is is run by a any a, a very big ego, it's more of a selfish yeah, oh, uh, persona as opposed to it's not expanding the Empire of Snake Mountain or anything like that. It's just. It's how can I get how can I, you know, yeah, God, I'm, I, you know what I'm trying to say. I hope listeners know what I'm trying to it's say. All about him. It's how, how is this going to benefit me? But it's also there's a there's a there's a real darkness to to, to Skeletor, too. Like it's like there, that hole will never be filled. Like he always needs more and more and more. And it's and it, it ultimately it's just it leads to destruction. That he's the Lord of Destruction. Right. So I think even if you play it as the demon from another dimension, or if you do the Keldor transformed into Skeletor, it has to kind of be played the same way, you know? Uh, I don't even know how we got on this topic. <laughs> we, we, we have done done a rabbit hole from talking about the Green Witch to Bios to Skeletor's <laughs> background. I mean, but that that's a great He-Man discussion. Like, that just shows you, like, fans, if you think it's just about toys, nothing else, we just sat here and just spitballed. None of this was planned other than we uh-huh. said we're going to talk witches, and this story, everything else was all improv. Like that's how how rich this property really is, people. Yeah. yeah. So witches, are we are we gonna still talk about witches? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hell, at this point, I, I mean that was that was a really good conversation on on like Skeletor and and uh, and just the, uh, the pros and cons. That, yeah. That's a shame, but you know Joe's calling people a dick and had the other priority. <laughs> Well, yeah, if, if you didn't think the quality, like I said, could get any worse here, it is probably the volume's just going to be just as bad. I just, uh, yeah, so, I, yeah, that just, with that thing there, I know Nathan said it, I should have been able to use it just by plugging it back in, but when it goes to 1% and I do that, it doesn't even acknowledge it and it shuts it off. So I'm probably going to be going to, and I, look, I'm looking right now, I'm looking at uh, us live, and it's not even showing my face. You guys can see my face, but it's showing my profile avatar picture of uh, anti-attorney battle cat. So that's how bad this is for me. But I was going to say, um, I know we have a lot of people here that were having questions. And in one sense, we did cover the main, which we didn't get to all of them, but I know a lot of them might be, they're in different parts of the country. They might be going to sleep here in a bit. I know they wanted to ask you questions. Daniel. Are you saying so, we're putting them to sleep with our discussion on Skeletor? What no, no. I say? mean, we might not be able to go into the other witches because it would take a lot. It's just a reason to have Daniel back anyway. Like, yes, we're going to yes. do that already. But. That how, how am I going to promote this podcast tonight? Like, when I promote after this, how am I going to promote it? Like, how do I promote this? <laughs> well, we have it where we t- we discussed that real shitty newspaper comic. Hey, 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 check out this this great political story. Yeah, the oh, shitty no. story. But hey, I mean, we did talk about uh, the Green Witch, but all that stuff random, and we're gonna have listener questions. So Evil right Lynn, now, Shadow Weaver, which is name of Spider. We talked a little about Spider. Yeah, yeah and, I, and that was one that I was gonna use Spider in uh, Queen Amorph for she named Phantos. Oh yeah, Shibodi, you know what? I think that'd make great for a Halloween episode if we ever get back for a Halloween episode. <laughs> Right, well, let's, let's go ahead and book her for Halloween already. Yeah, so, that's what I said. Right, Halloween. Book. 
You're and we'll coming have her, back. We'll have her again throughout the summer as well. So, yeah. All right. So Absolutely. put that on your calendar. All, all right. right. Well, now it is time for all you uh, listeners and people that are in the chat room. Shoot us any questions you want, and I'll at least hit with one that I've seen right here from Eric Munoz, who had a question for Danielle. Said, "Ask her about the bio on the Sword of Gaz. I don't actually know what that is. What What is that?" Oh, okay. So um, Eric Marshall wrote that bio um, in when they released Vicor. Mm -hmm. um, one of the uh, accessories he came with was the sword from the Mark Taylor drawing. Uh, you just see the sword kind of, uh, uh, you know, in his belt there. It's it's holstered, but he uh, or sheathed rather. Uh, and so uh, in the ad copy for Mattel when they released the Vicar figure. Remember the on the Maddie Collector page, you go and see the ad copy and it, it like would have like a description of the figure. It's like, uh, Vicor comes with his uh, axe and it said, and the sword of Gaz, right? I remember that, yeah. Yeah, they, Scott would, or I don't know if it was Scott or some copywriter at Mattel would sometimes would name those accessories, right? So uh, that was the official name for Mattel, like Mattel sanctioned that as the name. So, um, uh, Eric wrote a bio. One of the things we've been doing, like with the artifacts, it's like, well, it sounds kind of ridiculous. We, call, we use the word bio, but it's actually more like history cards, honestly. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. what is the history of this? What happened in Eternia when this object was created? Who wielded this sword? Why is it? Where did it come from? So we used, uh, Eric wrote a bio about the Sword of Gaz, and I thought it was a really nice bio. Like, it had a very sword and sorcery feel to it. It's like Vicor's father was a blacksmith uh, who fought in the Great Wars and he forged uh, he forged the sword. He was from the village of Gaz, which is on the Eternia map, the village of Gaz. So we're like, okay, if the, if the sword of Gaz and the village of Gaz exists, it must be connected because they're the same name. So uh, we, uh, Eric had him, he forged the sword in the Great Forge of Grayskull to fight in the Great Wars. Uh, and um, he was killed by, uh, I think it was the Great Black Wizard killed him off. Ah, um, yeah. okay, yeah, I, I like the inclusion of the Great Black And that, that sounds a lot like Conan the Barbarian, kind of like the opening. Kind of, yeah, it yeah. definitely has that feel to it. And then many years later, like, uh, Vicor was selected to protect, uh, defend, uh, as the, the He-Men. I never call them He-Men. I call oh. them defenders of the power, protectors of the power sword. Like they don't wield, they don't call upon the power of grace. their purpose is to protect, like make sure nobody gets their hands on this thing. That's, that's your, your purpose. So like, anyway, like, um, he, uh, he w avenges his father, uh, gets, has the sword of gas. And then many years later when Vicor is old, um, he comes back to help Hera, uh, so we had, her you know, that design for She-Ra. It's an yes. early design for with the black hair. Uh, one of the early working names for She-Ra was some people say He-Ra or Hera. Oh, Hera. Like, didn't Larry Tatiller come up with that? Yes. Or, or yeah, I think so. I think it was Larry because he wanted to call her Hera after the Greek goddess. So I call her Hera. But um, and so we had her. And this is one thing. Yeah, uh, she served also a really nice purpose because she she became one of the protectors of the, of the power sword. But I also, in another bio, used her. One thing I hated that they did in the bios was they they made hero. They included hero in classics, but they made him like King Grayskull's friend. 
who brings the power sword from outer space, but he's not He-Man's ancestor. And I'm like, no, mm. absolutely. Eric and I were both like, he has to be He-Man and She-Ra's ancestor. He has to be. Thank you, God. So he God. has to be. I mean, so what we, but we couldn't get rid of King Grayskull because King Grayskull was there. So it's like, okay. Oh, can, can you at least tell me you wanted to get rid of King Grayskull? Is that oh, what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Or, or at least, or at least minimize King Grayskull. Uh, it's like, I, I just, uh, it's he too sucks and you know it. <laughs> I have no problem. Like, he managed hero must have ancestors. I have no problem with Not him, him, though. Like, hero is the definitive ancestor, He's... but not not another he man. So, what we had was uh, <laughs> so okay. So, it's like, all right, the classics has already established King Grayskull as the ancestor. So, what we did was like, all right, well, everybody has two grandfathers, right? Like, your mother's side and your father's side. So, one of the grandfathers is hero, and one of the grandfathers is King Grayskull. Then their children marry and produce Hera, so she becomes like the 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 granddaughter of both Hero and King Grayskull. Therefore, now they're both the ancestor. I got you. We yeah. don't eliminate Hero. Hero has to be at the ancestor of of. So we had Hero's son marry uh, King Grayskull's daughter, and then Hera comes along. So anyway, in that sort of gas bio, it was actually really beautiful. Like uh, Eric. Had um, had a Vicor die uh, as an old man. It was like his final battle, and he dies. And Hera marks his grave with the sword of Gaz, like she puts the sword in the grave, right? And that was that was the end of the bio. And I was like, this is awesome. Like it has a very sword and sorcery feel to it. Like it just I could hear like the kind of the epic music playing. So I'm like, oh, he you did a really nice job with that. I, I enjoyed that one. That was one of my one of my favorite ones. All right. Well, thank you for that question, Eric, and thank you for that explanation, Daniel. I, 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 I tend to get carried away with stuff. Hey. Talk too much, say no, no, no. You're fine. You are fine. We like information. But um, Sportimus has two questions for you. One is, are you attending power? Uh, <laughs> I kind of have to. I'm, yeah. All right. And his next question. I have to moderate panels and stuff. Yes. I was like, Daniel's going to be there. But uh, and his next question is, what are some of your favorite Masters of the Universe classic figures? Uh, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't like them all. What about the nameless one? Oh, um, okay. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, Ooh, let's, let's take a look. Uh, how about, I'll go with, you know what? I love the Orko classics figure. I love him, but I don't like the colors. That's the only, I, he's too dark. It's a little too dark, the robe. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, uh, but I do, I do love the sculpt for that Orko figure, and he, he looks great. Like the '80s one, like yeah, the, he looks awesome. Yeah, the, you know, so like he just looks like he from the filmation cartoon. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Orko. Okay, all right. And Spike has a question: uh -huh. Which is Danielle's favorite UK annual? Oh, uh, <laughs> Spike was uh, very kind. Uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say. I, I, I I'm gonna take the, the liberty of doing this. Spike was really kind and he sent me like the UK annuals in the mail along with some ladybird books, uh, which was extremely kind of him to do. Uh, and uh, I have, sadly, I am there, there. The first one is next to my bed, which I am going to start reading because I just finished reading The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. And the next book underneath that was the first UK annual. So I'm gonna dive in this summer, Spike. I'm going to be reading those UK annuals all summer, and I promise you, by the end of the summer, I will have an answer for you as to that question. 
I suspect right. the first one. I see fakers in there in uh, Prison Star. So <laughs> yeah, and prepare yourself for some different versions of Oracle, different colors. He's, oh yeah, he changes yeah. colors quite a bit. And yeah. Val Staples popped up and said, "Yeah, you better be a PowerCon." So <laughs> Val's in here. No yeah. way. Oh, okay, Val. I'll I'll be there, but um, I uh, I definitely want um, I'm gonna need uh need some favors here. I'm gonna need about at least at least. Uh, five shots of whatever of alcohol of your of, of each of the drinks that because Val does these themed uh, drinks for PowerCon, so I want one each. <laughs> All right, we'll see. If I, I, I I heard something about alcohol and drinks. <laughs> oh I, God, that I, oh, I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pop I'm gonna have to pop in. Uh, hey, hello everybody. Hey. Pop in. Oh look, there's a. I should probably. I, I should have shut that door because I'm gonna do that now because I don't want you guys to just see the <laughs> toilet. That's the throne room. <laughs> no, no, I, we've already talked about this. Time. Wait, the throne one? room Which? is the other bathroom. That's not the one that we we do the other business in. I'll, I'll be I'll be back. <laughs> I see Brutus the barber beefcake and you're and not the barber. We uh, we. Uh, <laughs> I, what, I, what, Isn't he your favorite wrestler, Nathan? What, 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 what do you, there's, there's nothing up there. <laughs> I, I see, I see Crockett and Tubbs. Okay. There's, there's, he did that with me that week about? when I said it too. I was actually cracking up. I was like, wait, I know I see Beefcake. There's a joke. It's not that. I really thought, I was like, what the hell? Am I losing my mind? So, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, well, let's see. What do we have next? Um, Sportimus said, will you have any of your books for sale at PowerCon? Uh, the, the Dark Horse books, um, I don't sell them um, personally, but no, I, I think there uh, there might be vendors there who are selling them. There are like a ton of vendors that come to PowerCon with all kinds of merchandise. So keep an eye around the vendor booths because you might see them, some there. Okay, because he said he'd like to get your autograph there too. Oh, so. please. So something to line your birdcage with? Is that oh, no. <laughs> I'll do that to you. Oh, come um, on. Come on. Is that, is that are you one of those what? guests that, like, okay, that'll be $30 for the autograph? But oh, if you yeah. want a picture with the autograph, it'll be 40 But if you just want the picture, it's going to be 50 for just like, like no, I, well, I, I, I just kind of imagine now there's like Daniel <laughs> autographs it and it goes in an actual bird cage, but there's also a picture of Tyler right beside of it. <laughs> oh, uh, no, 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 no. Trust me. You know, the, the day that I, you know, maybe that's what, uh, you know, make it out there next year. Like Val can give me my own table and have some oh, nice eight by ten. Oh my god! So like this. yeah, so yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like uh, in ten things I hate about you. You got like one picture you doing this and like a white tank top and yeah. another one a black tank top. And you're like, which one of these is better? And well, then Joe, the Joe and I are off at another table and we're just sitting there. And I got like my bucket and I like throw up into it. You know? Yeah, because you're also upset because the lines around down the hallway from my table. I you uh, know, no, yeah. You, yeah. you know what I think. I think yeah. it would be the other way around. I think yeah. they'd be like, oh, Nathan and Joe, like that Tyler guy, and they just give you the finger. Like, and I'm like, camera. Virgil, I'm just kind of sitting there like nobody's yeah. in my oh, Yeah, Virgil. probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Val said that would be called the Table of Anger. So that's what Tyler would have. The Table of Anger. You, you got to like set the table up in a way to where like he can flip it over, but it can just like pop right back You're up. Doing some of the thought. Just, just. Yeah, so like so. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So good. hey, will you autograph this? Did you think it was great? Tables over. Yeah. Well, Benmon just jumped right in right after Val and said, "Actually, that would be the table of ego." So, <laughs> oh, Jesus, boy, they're I just like jumping. That. 
I like that a lot. Uh, (laughs) Everyone around you just has trouble breathing. We're all just sitting there all day gasping for air. Yeah. Like that day would come up like my own personal bio for how the ego got so big. Like it would be great. (laughs) And then you 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 force Danielle to like write the bio for you too to like up the ante. To do it at her own free will because oh, I just there so he can draw it too. Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) You know. By the way, we need we need you to go back and rechange that goofy ass version of Hero and change it to this version. Oh. Over here. You can come up with whatever you want. I trust you. you Just make careful. sure make sure we use the, this much more competent and much more realistic version of what the son of He Man would look like in a bio, you know, you or in the classic. That, that was going to make you cosplay if you come to PowerCon now. I got no problem with that. I'll give my own table. I'll cosplay. But I'll you got to cosplay as Netflix Shira. <laughs> I'll be outside be picking up. that one. No, 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 no. That would be epic. I'll pay for your flight if you do. <laughs> there, there you go. He's like, now do it. Done. That's a He's done like, deal. I, we, we will virtually shake hands on I that one. Yeah, like, that, and I feel like that has to be tailor-made for me, okay? I don't just have an ordinary like, extra-large or double-XL here. Like, I have to be tailor-made for that kind of thing. Sweet Christ. You know, we got to get my measurements for the arms. Oh, the my God. The Reg Flair of fans of power, and ladies I and, and gentlemen. And I wearing that, that, that goofy-ass outfit anyway, too. Like, you know, I'm wearing it's, it's I'm burning it all out there. I'm like, I'm like Robert Williams and Mrs. Dow. Fire. You see the well, legs. That's just the way God made me. Well, well, Val says I like it. Already putting Tyler and cosplay on the books for 2020. So there we go. You're you're already like on the yeah, website yeah, as put, an attraction. Put, put, Val, is the first announced guest for 2020 Powergon. It's Tyler Baker, you know, in cosplay. And she were cosplay. She we, cosplay. We, we get like a dunk tank where people can throw shit at you and like drop you down in the water. That, that might make it, a lot of money. That it might. Lot. Like, yeah, like you had to hit like the bullseye, like it's my ego or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just like your your forehead, which is be, about as big as mine. They'd be rolling in the dough. Picture that. If they had a dunk tank, my God, they'd be just like, God damn, I want to dunk again. Nah, <laughs> you know what? I feel like everyone here in the chat room would just, they everybody would come to power. Con just to like make sure that they don't do into something. A- a- am oh, I, like I that hated in this community that people are that that? Uh, I'm just curious because if it is, I think it's great because I would love to be a heel in this community. <laughs> but the heel you love to hate, kind of like you know uh, Martin Coven Karate Kid, like he's a prick, but you love him so much. No, like, that, I do. I, I I think it's like X Pac heat. No, 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 no. There is no Tyler okay. Baker sucks change or anything like that. I, are you sure you don't read the chat? <laughs> oh Jesus! Well, let's get to another question from Spike. <laughs> Spike says, oh. "Which of the new bios would you recommend for Joe, Tyler, and Nathan to read as a good entry point?" Danielle, uh, they're they're uh, for an entry point. I think that yeah. that's going to be tough because a lot of them are like reference other things. But I think like straight up bios, like um, for I think the Screech one was was a pretty oh, that was badass. straightforward one. Uh, I think Stridor is a pretty straightforward one that doesn't ref. I'm think trying to think of ones that don't reference like um, the lore that was established over the years and that were just like straight up like here's what this character. But did about. you do Lodar? Eric did Lodar. Yeah, Eric, right. so Eric. Was, I remember because the first ones I remember hearing you guys had done was like Fangor, Lodar, Hawk, and Quake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Quake uh, might be. Oh, Quake is. Well, Quake does reference some of the the previous stuff, but not much. It's mostly mostly stands on its own. Um, uh, I like the way that the card one turned out. I thought yeah, it was good. Pretty good. Um, 
trying to think what else. Um, I have to, I have to give it a little more thought, but those are some of the ones I think you could read that don't are not dependent on, on previous stuff. Um, that so no okay. techno virus or, or techno vest uh, in, in, in the upcoming bio. Either Eric or I have referenced the techno. <laughs> and, it, and it wouldn't be a thing where Joe was like, this is garbage. Um, I don't know. I, <laughs> no, I, I, I just, I, I was not. thinking about like early on where Joe was like, I didn't read the bio. I was like, oh, you, you know that, uh, Danielle's working on, oh shit. I, oh, I'm sorry. He knocks over a tablet. I, I got to switch to my laptop. Everything's fine. <laughs> right. Well, um, I was going to say, um, uh, Nathan, yes. you, you might, if you could, uh, Nathan's going to have to take over for me. Mm -hmm. I, I have to get off here but danielle it was a pleasure uh speaking with you again we're going to be doing this again soon and tyler nathan danielle i have to go and, okay. yeah 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 we we got you joe i'll i'll, I'll wrap it up and and um yeah and, and answer any more questions we got left and yeah uh, we'll I, I i will be vigilant in the chat all right joe thanks for having me on yeah it was great having you we'll have to have you on again and thanks yeah i'll see you guys um yeah oh, okay all right take take off joe we got you bud <laughs> all right bye there, there is one thing I have to make sure that I do because I was a jerk last week and completely forgot about it. Brad Collins has been going through the archives of Fans of Power and had the trivia questions, which, well, I mean, this probably would have been better since Joe's around because Tyler's like, I don't know. What episode? Uh, wait, uh, maybe that was last week's. Looking, looking. So Nathan can't even get it right. Brad, hey, hang on. Hang, clothes, there, just... there's, there's a lot of stuff. Wait, no. I... You know, we're and, live here, pal. Uh, yeah, I, well, I realized that, but like the, the questions that were here, I thought that I had asked like a couple weeks back. But maybe not. Well, did he have another one on top of the ones you asked us last week or the week before? No, like, well, here's the one from a week ago, but I felt like I already asked this. Uh, what episode did Tyler Baker make his debut on Fans of Power? Oh, yeah, thought, yeah, yeah well, we did ask that, but I, I thought that there was something else, but it, I guess it's not uh, showing up. That's really strange. Well, I apologize for that. Go ahead, Tyler. <laughs> I like, I really, like, I'm sitting here scrolling through it now. I was like, I'm pretty sure I asked that. Like, you were on it with Brian Ozone and, and Joe. Like, it was first, it was Joe and Brian Ozone, and then, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it was, it was supposed to be all three of us at first because we, we had several, but I could have swore that he, he did send me something else before uh, that. I'll, yeah, I'm gonna go my phone right now and insult Val. <laughs> <laughs> well, are there yeah. any more questions, Nathan, before we, um, kind of start doing the wrap, the wrap up and. Uh, let's see. <laughs> well, are there any more questions, Nathan? Before we wrap up, where's that coming from? I think that uh, that's coming from Danielle. I'm sorry, I'll get I'll get out of there. Okay. Are, are people talking in the chat room? There we uh, go. Okay. God, I thought that was in like, like, a, like a room at, at the Overlook Hotel. Like, I'm, that was I'm, weird. I'm hearing like all these like ghost sounds and shit. <laughs> I went to the YouTube channel and I guess it just like was the audio from the YouTube was. Okay. What the hell? Like, am I the only one hearing all this stuff? 
see it was Val's fault. I blame Val. Anything, anytime anything goes wrong, I suggest you just blame Val. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's so used to taking the blame for everything else. Like, oh, <laughs> all right. Well, we we do have a question from Sportimus, and uh, it, this might be uh, a, a little tricky. Do you, Penny, think that this is Super Sevens last year for making Master Universe figures? Do I think that all um, of them are just the classics? Yeah, I was going to say they're going to keep making certain. They're going to make reaction. I'm pretty sure that's not going anywhere. Uh, for classics, uh, I. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say it. I mean, the writing is kind of seems to be on the wall based on some of the stuff Brian was saying. Like, he was like, it's not. He did said classics is not ending, but it might they might have to take a break from it because of the movie. Um, so he said that. And then you see the PowerCon figures are Mattel being made by Mattel, not by Super 7. Um, I I, I can't answer that. I don't know for sure if that's like, I'm just going off what Brian said and what um, kind of the stuff we're seeing. He made it pretty clear that reaction, they're going to keep doing reaction figures. So, Well, I'll ask this then. Why do you think because the movie coming out, why would that stop the classics line and put it on hold for a little bit? Like, I don't. In my I think head, Mattel is attached to the property. It's their property. If the movie's coming out, they want to be responsible for products coming out. I don't, and I don't even know if it's going to go on hold. Like, I don't think anybody really knows. Like, it's kind of like Mattel makes that call. Like, if Mattel's like, "Hey, we're going to make, we want to, we want, we want to do like four classics figures a year," for example, I'm just throwing that out there, uh, you know, and we're going to sell them at the Mattel shop. I don't know. That might happen. Who knows? Uh, but for the movie, um, I think from what I understand, uh, at least from what Brian Flynn was saying uh, when he was on Rose Google, it just kind of sounds like, and when he was on, um, uh, he's, he's been, you know, he's, he's done um, some interviews and he said that Mattel is kind of pulling in the reins a little bit, I think, on, on some of this stuff because the movie's in development. I don't know why they, they do that kind of thing. To me, it's <laughs> cute. Uh, to me, it's like apples and oranges. You know, it's like uh, if you're going to release a wave of classics figures, who's going to be in that? Like, you know, characters like uh, Hunger the Harpy or Lady Slither or King Nero or Massive Power Demons or whatever, things like that. That's not going to compete with a, a movie toy line where you're releasing like He Man and Skeletor and Tila and Men at Arms and Beast Man. Like, those are the main famous characters right or something like the origins line which i'm guessing they're going to do stuff like you know like stratos and 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 those kinds of characters merman characters that are famous so there's no uh, it's two it's two different uh, types of line I, I i don't see any reason why they would have to stop i hope they don't stop i hope classic classics has become this legacy line yeah amazing uh that it's gone for 11 years we're out almost, uh, uh, close to 300 figures, Castle Grayskull, Snake Mountain, vehicles, beasts. I and mean, we have so much, like, that's been going for all these years. Why end it? Like, just let it, like, kind of like just Marvel Legends, you know? Like, it's just let it keep, even if it, even if it's, like, only a couple of figures a year, four figures a year or something like that, why end it? Let it keep going in the background of whatever else is going on. I agree. You know? Um, that's how I feel about it, but I don't make those, I don't, 
I'm not, I don't work for Mattel. I don't know what their decision making process is. I don't know if why they would want it or if they would want to get rid of all other lines except for what they want to do. I don't know. Yeah, because to me that doesn't make much sense if this is already proven to be a success, even if the movie's coming out. I don't see why you would sort of stop this mm-hmm. just because a movie's coming out. Like I, to me, it seems there's a way to have this and have this too. Uh, Zen Brown also had a question. I remember reading in a bio that Ram Man had an apprentice. Who is he? Oh, um, you know when the, you know the okay. So you have Hero, the son of He Man era. Well, in the Son of He-Man in the in the Lou Scheimer, uh Bible, and then in the classics mini comic, uh, they included a rank. Uh, I don't know if you remember this in the in the mini comic, but it had a spread with the new heroic warriors. With many faces, forklift, Caleb. Yeah, one of them was Ram Man too, right? So I remember that one. So we're like. Who the hell is Ram Man Two? Like, where did he come from? Like, what what happened to Ram Man One? Why where why is there a Ram Man Two? So, um, we came up with this idea that um, Ram Man, that Ram Man Two is actually was like a young uh, guy, a kid, you know, that Ram Man saved his life, and he always looked up. He he, he looked up to Ram Man, so he kind of trained him uh, and had special armor. But when he grew, got older, he had special armor made for him. Um, to become his apprentice. And then Ram Man got called away on a mission. Um, uh, you know, we had, because a lot of the characters kind of disappeared. It's like, where are all, it's like all these new characters like Kayla and Forklift and stuff, but it's like, where's Battle Cat? Where's Cyclone? Where's, you know, where's uh, Ram Man? Where's Many Faces? So we were like, we sent them away, all the f- like famous characters kind of away on a mission. Um, and that, that was actually one where we introduced a German villain uh, Satma, who's a, a wizard in the German audio plays, who lives in this dimension called hyperspace. This is straight out of the German audio play. And time in this other dimension passes differently than it does in Eternia. So even if you're there for like a few minutes on, in hyperspace, on Eternia, like weeks and months can go by. So we sent those characters over to fight Satma in hyperspace, the famous characters. And so while Ram Man was gone, he left his apprentice sort of in his place and he took on the mantle of Ram Man. Cause that was the, I, we couldn't, we didn't want to get rid of the original Ram Man who we all love. Like we're not going to kill Ram Man. Like no way. Like that's Rami. Like I'm not going to get rid of Ram Man, but we had to figure out a way to justify why is there a Ram Man two in this mini comic? Why does this guy exist? So we made him Ram Man's apprentice and, and he takes on the mantle of Ram Man while Ram Man's away in honor of Ram Man because Ram Man saved his life years ago. So I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah thanks. It was like, it was the only, I, it was the only way I could think to kind of make that work. And Eric and I kind of hashed it out a little bit. It's like, we're not going to get rid of Ram Man and replace him with Ram Man too. Like I didn't, I didn't like that. So. Fedman asks, Danielle, would you remain a fans of power host? If we put you on payroll, we should have enough people in the chat. To pay you at least scale. <laughs> uh, uh, I think uh, Val would fire me from roast Google dinner. So the answer is yes. No. 
<laughs> Wait, so you're saying Val says Rose Goebbels yeah. better than our podcast? I, I, Tyler, it's fine. Fan, fan, fans fans of power, fans of power is the fans of power is the NWO Wolf Pack. That's right, the Wolf Pack. Wolf, why is it the wolf pack? Because yeah. because we have the best of the best. We have Kevin Nash, we got your Lex Lugers, we got your Stings. All of those are on this faction. The NWO black and white, who they have? Stevie Ray. <laughs> sign, me, sign me up then. I want to be Vincent, VK Wall Street, Scott Norton, <laughs> Scott Bob Bagwell, yeah. all those guys. The BT Disciple. Sign, sign me up. And Podcast is the Universe too. I'm joining them too. Hear that, Val? You, you got to sweeten the pot. We're gonna have to have like a, an ultimate alliance or something like that. Oh, there we go. Yeah, the ultimate yeah. crossover. Oh, that, yeah. That, but I was I, told too that you mentioned our our podcast on Roast Google. Like, have we broken through and and made an appearance on Roast Google a while back? Oh, I've mentioned you guys several times. On well, I'll be damned. Yeah, so is we. We all have. I think I know Val has as, as well. Like we, every once in a while, like when we're in conversation, we'll mention something you guys brought up or stuff like that. So. So we've broken through, Nathan. We have reached the flagship podcast. Like, I, I like, man, that's uh, now. Uh, are you guys talking about like you know, how much you guys like me and stuff like that? And then I'm a good oh guy. Oh, we should go back to. I, you know what? I can't even agree with that. Like, I, <laughs> well, well, every, every time, every time he sits here and brings up how great, he, uh, like, I just there's this upchuck reflex. And Val Staples says, "Don't mess with the powers that be." So. <laughs> You know, I just, I, I just picture it's like you know, if you're I mean, not if you're not willing to, to take on you know, Goliath, no one will remember your name. So I'm taking on Goliath there. I just uh, picture like Val, Val Staples is like, all right, you th- you think like WCW 2000, right? Like the Harris brothers are behind the table and Vince Russo's behind the the guys kept walking up and asking Vince Russo's like the voice, the ominous voice. He wasn't on TV yet. It was just like, oh, you got to do that. That's that's Val, right? Maybe not. I don't know. You're saying I, Val's Vince Russo voice. Oh, I, wait, wait. oh no! I, I, He'll never uh, come back. Um, <laughs> I think the invitation Val. to PowerCon's probably been renounced already. So I, uh, uh, hire Val to be a permanent host on Fans of Power, and then uh, I, I mean, think, honestly, like you, James, and Val, like I mean, you guys are, are regulars on this podcast. I mean, that's that's. Uh, you know, if, if we can't even get Axel to come on one time, you know, <laughs> Axel's awesome. He went on Global Masters once, and he—I know he was a uh, <laughs> stand-up, yeah. but he, he speaks—he speaks perfect English. Like I, when he talk, I mean, he, uh, he uh, the accent is he, he has is not that pronounced, in my opinion. Like I understood everything when I talked to him at PowerCon. I understand every word he says. You know, I think it's just he's self-conscious about it. He is a super nice guy, though. Like such a really sweet guy. So I thought as much money as I've given to that guy over these years, I want to just come on talk He-Man with us, and it's like, uh, uh, what in the world can that be? And he just takes off and runs and everything. He, I mean, honestly, he's probably just sick of looking at your face. Val oh, says, nonsense, nonsense. Val says, now I'm going to make Danielle be the janitor. I love that Val has this knowledge of wrestling. That that's why I was laughing earlier. Like I can just definitely appreciate what is happening. <laughs> Thanks, Val. Well, uh, love you. Uh, too, Val. <laughs> I'm not moderating <laughs> panels. This year, all right. I'm going to swear at every panel I moderate at PowerCon. I'm going to drop to piss him off. F bomb as I join the FOP. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll it'll be yeah, like we got to get her a T-shirt. We got to get her a tank top. There, there we go. Let her know. You know, she 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 puts on like this trench coat, tears it off, 
live <laughs> on here. Val's like, oh my god. It, it, it'll, it'll, it'll kind of be like when they hired Dustin Rhodes to play that character Seven, and he oh, finally man. debuts and comes out there, and he's like, yeah, this is shit. This sucks. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Although I will say, we did spray paint the RGD on the side of uh, Mattel, the Mattel headquarters. On the, if you look on the Rose Google Dinner Facebook page, it's like spray it's RGD spray painted on the side of Mattel headquarters. Val and I did that when we were drunk in uh, <laughs> when we were scanning micro. We were scanning microfilm at the Library of Congress for this newspaper strip book, and then we went back to the hotel and we went to like I guess we went to the hotel bar and had some drinks, and then we were like bored and we were like let's make a uh, like an nwo but it's rgd on the side of the mattel man you know what i swear between you and e-talk and val like i am coming to PowerCon strictly to hang out with you guys get drunk and then we'll just create chaos we will wherever we are <laughs> so that's why i'll be in bed by nine o'clock of course he like, will I'll, I'll, Gra I'll, I'll, grandpa I'll, needs his sleep <laughs> While he's asleep, the kids day. will play. You say that until you start meeting everybody, and everyone's like, "Tyler Baker from Fans of Power, no way!" Yeah, oh, it, that, and then he starts talking, and they're just like, everyone collectively like reaches <laughs> out from under anything, grabs a bucket, and just we all simultaneously <laughs> I'm, I'm, vomit. I grab my soapbox, and I'm just sitting there waving my finger like this and that. Let's shoot it on this, and in this too, and. Then he goes yeah. to Ruby Obrero's table and is like, can you go back and repaint all the box art to change He-Man's face to, to my face? Oh, that'd be great. I mean, can you do it for free? I mean, I mean, just because you're a good guy, right? Because you know? mm. if you won't, I know someone who will, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the hell, it should have cast me in the He-Man movie at this point. I mean, don't you got, don't you agree, Danielle? Mm. You, uh, know, you know, at some point on this show, I'm going to take like a can of like cream corn and before I hop in here, I'm going to like hop it, like pour it in my mouth i'm just gonna hold it and then i'm not gonna say anything and then the second that you do that i'm gonna make sure that that door is open because the toilet is visible and the camera view so you're gonna keep and i'm gonna go your mouth i'm just gonna be like Ugh. <laughs> i think you should be allowed to audition like all right let's have the audition for the role of he-man you're on tyler okay welcome uh we've heard you want to audition for the role of he-man uh would you please just give us the uh give us your favorite he-man line he would shit his uh, pants. Oh, oh no, I'll do it right now. I'll do, do it, it right now. Do it. Let's oh, hear it. Great. Here we, here we go. Uh, Sony, if is Sony, by the way, if you're watching and since it's on hiatus, maybe not, no one really knows, I guess. All right, Tyler, go. All right, I'm running running this thing to my ear, you know. Um I'm I'm trying um I'm trying I'm try I'm trying to uh, the, the the scene. I know I'm, I'm All right, trying to next. Sure. next. Oh, shut the hell up here. <laughs> Um, oh, I believe in saving lives, even your enemies. I may be your enemy, but you're not mine. Huh? No, no, do not encourage him. <laughs> I thought that I thought that was, I, you know, what I, I thought that was for being on the spot and not having any preparation for it, it was a decent audition. Hey, is that Brutus the Barber beefcake in the back? <laughs> I'll say he's gonna go officially flush his head in the toilet. <laughs> I thought I thought there was some quality there. I don't I don't know. What do you guys in the chat room think? Should, should yeah, what he meant? Yeah. Um, I think what you know, when I first saw you on Fans of Power, I asked Joe if you were a pro wrestler. Like I literally thought you were actually a professional wrestler because you were doing the whole like 
heel thing. Like, and I, 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 I was like, there was a whole heel that? thing. I was like, because yeah, because you were like, this sucks. This, this, I'm gonna burn this comic book. And like, is he like an actual pro wrestler? I think Tyler could be. A why? Why? You could be his manager. And, and me and Nathan had discussed that too. But he's that he's girl the, manager. Oh, that'd be awesome! As uh, long as yeah. eventually in the storyline, I can like turn on him and hit him in the head with the chair. <laughs> okay, it's a deal. Yes, I will get Nathan over as a big nasty here by taking the, taking taking the. Uh, the no, ball, you're but... you're the heel. I'll be the baby face. The crowd will just like standing ovation. It'll be like WrestleMania 17 pops for like. Uh, like Vince McMahon turning uh, and Stone Cold turning heel. That, that uh, mm, you. I know. <laughs> it's always fun to bring up WrestleMania 17, that epic main event there. But thanks for uh, thanks for that uh, approval of my uh, on the spot there. Uh, Why would you there, do right? that? Why? What? Uh, it does it does like do we need to to make him feel any? If like, not- man maybe like one of the other uh like heroic warriors you could be uh, if if you if you don't get the role of he-man like say you didn't get the role of he-man what well, i could uh, play clamp champ is, oh you're telling uh, me i can't play clamp champ what because i'm not i'm white is that what you're trying to say here all right uh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> no i won't <laughs> Tyler and Blackface. That's what that'll go. Yeah. I'll be like robert down in tropic thunder you know that, that's what i'll be doing just trying to be like a caricature yeah, no, nah, that'd be awesome. Hell, I'd be honored just to have anything to do with it. But um, you know, never know. It, it it just pisses Nathan off that much more. So, and you know, I don't think she was just you know feeding me bullshit, Nathan. I think she generally thought that it was wasn't that bad. So it was. I thought it was. I thought it was a decent audit for like an on the spot. That was pretty good. Uh, you should come to PowerCon, and you the, some the Knee Brothers were there last year. You could have done that in front of the Knee Brothers. Well, they were they were there last year. They they were just walking around. I saw that uh, actually. I was in the I was in the um, I was taking a break, and uh, all of a sudden I saw Val walk through the room with these two guys. I didn't know who they were, and Val points at me. He's like, "You need to talk to her." And they like waved at me, and I like did a stupid like, "Hey!" Like I pulled. I was like, who the hell is <laughs> "I'm like I don't know who that is." And then they left the room. And then later on, Val was like, "Oh, those were the Knee Brothers." <laughs> I was like, "What?" I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know what. Well, they here, did. Val's talking with the directors. Jet, Val. Well, during during the small highest, with the picture of the budget and everything, get the word out. Uh, let them know that I will do it for free. I will. I, I will go out there. I'll even drive out there myself and pay to be to uh, to play in the street because that way I will make sure it gets salvaged. People, I will. Make I, sure. I think the day that that happens would be the worst day of my life. <laughs> you better be gearing up to get yourself some bleach to drink here, because it's coming. Tyler plays Brutus Beefcake in a biopic about Brutus Beefcake. That, uh, oh, that, that would honestly, yeah, I mean, be hilarious. Like this, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome. And Nathan can play Jimmy Hart. Nathan could be walking around with like a big ass mustache and a mullet and uh, you know, make a yeah. They would, they would have to, they would have to apply it because yeah. I can't grow that. <laughs> <sighs> Man. All right, do we have anything else? Uh, I will say this. Um, in closing, uh, uh, and I will make Danielle a part of this too. Uh, next week, we're going to do uh, another Jeopardy episode. And um, Danielle, if you'd like to submit five wild card questions about anything He Man or She related, you're welcome to do five questions. And we're going to make that one of the, the five categories for Jeopardy next week. Okay. All right. Okay. It could be anything. It could be. German audio could be the movie NYP New Adventures Shira, 
Okay. Many comics, anything. Just five questions. So who do, do I just send those to you? Send them to us. Um, you can send to me, Joe, or Nathan. I'll just we'll stop before the show, like wait, like anytime this yeah, week. Yeah, anytime until next Sunday, because oh. um, uh, the winners, uh, the Power and Honor Foundation, were good enough to, um, and I don't know if Joe received them, but we have received copies of the Power and Honor Foundation book. This book right here. That book right yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> we're so just looking at it because the witch is in here. Yeah. So if you do not own a copy of that, if you win Jeopardy, we're gonna have two winners next week. If you're one of the two winners of Jeopardy next week, we'll send you a copy for free. Um, so permitting that Joe has received them, but they were gracious enough to, uh, reach out and, uh, they got in contact with Joe and we're willing to donate some of those. And That's awesome. we thought we would just give them out, uh, periodically and we'll start with Jeopardy next week. And, uh, yeah, uh, there's, if you don't have this book too, oh, like, it's an awesome book. So much information in there about the different designs and everything. It's really hard to find at this point. So yeah, that's what we thought. Like, oh God, God, man, that was extremely generous. So, uh, uh, the person who reached out to Joe, he knows who he is. If he's listening to this, I want to thank him personally as well. And um, we'll start that next week, permitting we've received, or even if we haven't, we'll 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 get everyone's addresses and we'll send them out as soon as they ship in. But uh, we'll have five categories. They won't be the same ones as we asked last time. So if you uh, watch the, why, why would you ask the same questions again? <laughs> no, I meant like the same topic. The same uh, topic. Right on. Right on. Asking. Okay. <laughs> So, but uh, <laughs> but the wild card, I don't know. That's gonna leave that up to Danielle, and that will be her contribution. And okay. we won't know what those are until they show up. So, pressure's on, Danielle. Pressure's on. You All also that. have one more question that I will okay. ask, and then we'll go ahead and close this out. Danielle, what do you think about the new Origins line? The new Origins line, uh, well, so far from what I've seen, uh, it looks awesome. Uh, I, I love the packaging for it, which our, our good friends Val worked on and Nate Barch, uh, uh, Axel worked on it, uh, Tim Seeley. Like, there's the, a good group of people worked on the packaging for that. And the figures themselves, uh, definitely, when I looked at them, uh, I got the feels in terms of nostalgia. Like, I look like there's something about when you look at a vintage Masters of the Universe figure. For me, anyway, when I look at it, it's like I get this rush of like this childhood nostalgia from the 80s. When I looked at those, I did get that feeling. Um, they look cool, and I think it's awesome that, like I said earlier, I think it's awesome that they're going back to the to the early roots of, of He-Man, where it all started. And I'm like, that's really interesting that they're doing the Alcala and the and the and the, and the early DC stuff, and they're going to that. I like it. Uh, I don't think I'm going to collect it um, because for me. If classics was, I've told myself like classics is going to be my final. This line is so epic and so huge that I can't see myself collecting anything else. The only thing I could see with this Origins line is if they look ex if they look really good next to the vintage figures and they start doing stuff like that I always wanted back then, like uh, Strongarm and Queen Marley. Yes, exactly. Well, we already got Shadow Weaver from Super Seven, but. Uh, that kind of stuff is what I wanted, like in a continuation of the vintage line as if it never ended. That was what I kind of fantasized about. Like when the line ended, and then when I got back into it in the 90s, I was like, I just wish the line never ended, and they just kept going with every character. And classics kind of did that. Classics came back and like, yeah, we're starting all over, but we're going to make everybody, and they kind of did. They like, they still, I mean, there's still more characters we all want, obviously, but they did it really substantial line of figures and i'm like 
I can't start over again. I just can't start. I can't. I just can't jump into a new line. I will probably pick up an occasional one here and there. Like if they release, I, I'm going to try to get that Prince Adam and He-Man set at some point. I'll probably grab Skeletor and I think that'll be it for me. Like I think I'll probably get He-Man and Skeletor and that's it. Unless they really do start like pumping out like here's Icer and here's, you know, but it doesn't look like they're doing that. I, look, I don't, I don't foresee any filmation based characters in there. I don't see like, I'd settle if it was like a, a Gildo or a Prince Daycon. Well, just throw, too, throw yeah. us a curveball, something, something like that. You know, yeah, that too. That would be cool. Geldor, Lodar, that kind of stuff would be great. Um, Prince Daycon, I would be. I want Prince Daycon, but I want him in classics. <laughs> I, I, I want him in classics too, like yeah. very, very much so. Yeah. In fact, if they release him in Origins and not in classics, I'll be kind of mad. I'm like, I wanted him in classics. Like he's like yes. <laughs> It's like I want to, I want to pose him on my other classics figures. She like drops down in front of like the birth of San Diego, saying, "Damn you all to hell!" I try I will, to pass Well, I really will spray paint on the on the Mattel building. This <laughs> uh, violent tirades, like yeah. or Slamurai, or uh, uh, those guys, the eighty-eight wave. Um, the other thing, I, that, I still want the like, which is it, Plasma or Hotshot? What was what was the original name oh, of the character? Oh, I'll tell you. Okay, so that was. That was a situation where we got uh, Val, uh, me, and Eric each kind of took characters and named them because they didn't have names. So I came up with the name Hotshot because he his I came up with his power. He's plasma, like kind of like a Cyclops or a Havoc from the X Men. Like he can shoot plasma blasts and he has pla he can create plasma weapons. And so he had an H on his chest though. Uh, originally, and I was like, let's call him Hotshot, you know, because he can shoot these hot plasma blasts, and Val liked that idea, he liked the name, we kind of went back and forth a lot with some names, and Val, he made the final call on that, and actually Mattel, Mattel, no, Super, him and Super, it was between him and Super 7 and Mattel, and Val was like, I like, I like Hotshot, so we went with that. The problem was when we looked up the trademark for it, mm. stuff you got to look up trademarks. There's a lot of research that goes into this stuff. Like we have to provide these lists of references and do trademark searches for all the names that we use. It's a, it's a pain in the ass. Um, but Hotshot is trademarked by Hasbro. They have a trademark for a Transformers character named Hotshot. Mm. So there's an existing toy called Hotshot that's trademarked by Mattel's chief competitor in the industry, Hasbro. So we're like, yeah, this is this is legal uh, issues that we don't want to get into. So uh, then on top of that, we had to change out the the hero armor as well. To so they, I don't remember why that had to happen, but we had to get rid of the hero armor. So he didn't have an H on his chest anymore. So I was like, okay. So what I. Uh, I, Eric wrote the bio for him, and um, I think I had suggested we use that hot shot in the we put hot shot in the bio as his nickname. Like the other heroic warriors call him his called him Plasmar. We gave him the name Plasmar because Plasm kind of fits with Extendar, Stonedar. Like there are characters that have that AR at the end, so like Plas and he's a plasma based character, Plasmar. And then um, his nickname is Hot Shot because we couldn't call him Hot Shot because of the 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 Hasbro thing. Gotcha. Um, that was why we had to change it. It is. A, I like. I like the name Hotshot more. 
Then I knew too because when I heard it's plasma, what what the I was confused because I never got any explanation about that. So yeah, I thought that's you know, why that had to happen. Plasma, I, I like plasma too, but it's I, fine. But Hotshot just rolls off like it's it's yeah. it's, it's catchy. I, and I mean, it fits his personality because he's kind of a Val kind of came up with the idea that he's like he's badass. Like he hunts the snake. He hunts snake men. Like he's, he's like he wears their pelts and stuff. Like I was gonna say like he's got pants that made out of snake skin. So yeah. he wears what he kills. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's like and Val came up with the coral snake pattern for that and stuff. It's like he's like he's he's like the Punisher almost of the of the snake men. You know, he's like, I mean, of the of the heroic warriors. Like he's kind of more of a real badass kind of character. Um, I also came up uh, for that one. I also su had suggested that we make him um, give him a Latino skin tone to make. It was like, he has to look, he looks just like Fisto. Yeah. This, he looks like Fisto. I'm like, how do we make him look different enough? And I was like, how about we make him a, a Latino based character in terms of his appearance? Because there are no uh, Latino based characters in the line at all. Like, I thought that was an excellent touch too. Like that was, that's why I thought he was such a memorable character because you guys, you know, because it's just Fisto's face, but I thought I like that making yeah. him an Hispanic character. Like, yeah. that that's a great expansion. I I, I like that. You don't have, and and then Val um, came up with the his. I love the color scheme for his armor. Val came up with all of that: the snakeskin pants, and then the the armor, the green, and the and the uh, the white, uh, that sort of like mint green color that he came up up with, um, and. Uh, it it actually, if you look at it, it's he was I don't, he kind of pulled from uh, the colors of the Mexican flag, I think for 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 that. Uh, I uh, a lot of the inspiration from he was he was definitely pulling from some interesting sources for it. Um, I'm not it's not exactly the color of the Mexican flag, but I think inspired by that. But that color combination is really striking, I think for 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 that character. So and he doesn't he doesn't look like Fisto, like he looks different enough from. I mean, it's Fisto's head, but it's different enough that he he's his own, stands on his own. Those '88 characters are so crazy. Like I remember when I first saw those, it was a power. I was like, actually, it was Emiliano and Josh were ha, had gotten the artwork from Errol McCarthy, and they were like, "Oh, come and come and look," and they showed that stuff. And then it turned out uh, Errol had sent that along later, and Mattel. So Mattel had it. I think the the sand she sent it to the Sander brothers or something, and they approved it. So we showed them all at PowerCon in twenty thirteen. I remember the audience like literally gasped when they saw Terror because they were like, oh, "What is that?" You know, it's just like, "Oh, this is the this is the wave." They didn't that didn't get released the eighty eight wave where they had concept. He was the one I thought like looked 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 the most ridiculous. But when I finally saw him and got him in him, like God, he's my favorite. I just thought he was just. Crazy looking. It's yeah. crazy looking, but I love him. I think he's an awesome character. Yeah, yeah. It's they're, those. They're interesting. I love uh, Slammer. I am so psyched. Oh, I can't wait to get my hands on that. Yeah, I'm psyched. We're finally getting him. Like that's so cool uh, to have like a, a good guy ninja. And he's, um, I don't know. I, at first, I was really opposed to the cloth um, goods, you know. But he actually looks good with that with that tunic on. I think he looks I thought so too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. That's a cool character too. Um, yeah, and the Snake Troopers. We got we got a lot of cool. Oh, Lord Grasp uh, was great too. And uh, Eric came up with that name, Lord Grasp, uh, and uh, uh, in his bio. And Val did the color scheme for based on the Egyptian cobra and an actual an asp. You know, yeah, like, an asp. Yeah, the Egyptian asp. So he used the color the colors the markings from an Egyptian cobra for him. Yeah, brilliant. 
So it's because there was nothing. It was a blank slate other than what all other than the artwork, Errol McCarthy's artwork. That was all we had to go on for those guys. There no there were no names in the 80s and no backstories um, or color schemes. Even we didn't know anything about them. Hopefully someday that'll surface, though. I'd love to find out what they had planned for that. Because we know at least Strobo, he showed up in a mat in the last yeah. the human man. So it's like, okay, so they must have had names for those other characters, too, and color schemes for them if Strobo made it in there. So, uh, Well, for the time being, you guys did a kick-ass job on, on all of them. So I, I, I embrace them as uh, as my own personal lore and mythology. So, oh, Cool, thanks. Uh, I appreciate that. And Val, I know, you know Val and Eric all played a big part in that. The Four Horsemen, too. Like, it was a group effort. Like, it's like everybody pitched in on that. And the Horsemen can do no wrong. Like, anything the Horsemen touch is gold as far as I'm concerned. Like, I love anything they do. It's always like, oh, that looks awesome. Like, even Drago Man, like, when that came out, it's like, it's always tough to get the fans on board with, like, a new, you put throw a new figure into the line. People are going to gonna bristle at that, but Every I I'm hard pressed to think of anybody who didn't like Drago Man. Like Drago Man is such a cool because he fits. He's like a. That's man. why I felt like they should have been the only ones who came up with a brand new character. Like they should have been given the reins to come up four new characters and then Fearless Foe Talk. Like I just felt like they got it. I I I would have embraced anything they threw out. I wouldn't have cared like a witch doctor character, a werewolf, whatever you know, a drunk named Nathan. <laughs> uh, I, I I think it would have been awesome. Well, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's like I, 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 you know what? If they want to do a character that is like the drunkard of the universe and call him Nathan, I would be absolutely honored. If he looks like me, you've had your face on plenty of other things. I, I have no problem if, if Kevin or Axel wants to incorporate you in any of my little adventures as well. I, 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 there's room for everybody. I, I'm not. It ain't just about me. I love collage pictures, so we can get Nathan in with a big, big thing of ale and a battle axe or something there we like go. that. You know? there we yeah. go. I think Joe should make a custom figure of that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but then we would have to pay him for it. He wouldn't just give that to me for free. Well, it will paint a sob story at Christmas time. Maybe he'll just want to donate to you or something. Just send, like send him some chicken gizzards and yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah, buy, yeah, just send him food. Yeah, I, I, I'm sitting here messaging him. I'm like, hey, if you got, if you're available, if things are cool with whatever you had to do, if you want to come back, you can. Okay, maybe it was just hot with the mask. I could be because I, I hope it's okay. I hope I didn't we, we just need to get him the he oscillating fan. We get yeah, him the he... oscillating fan and an AC and AC. Yeah, I gotta get it. Be all good. I do have uh, I have a question, uh, Danielle. The the risers that you have behind you for your figures, where'd you oh. get those at? Oh, yeah. Um, these are actually uh, you guys have uh, Bed Bath and Beyond where you are, yes, yeah, Bed Bath and Beyond. They're like five or six bucks a piece they're in the they're spice racks uh they're, you they're made to just put you put spices on them uh and they sell Done. plastic uh they're looking look they should be in like the wherever they have the spice uh, yeah. rack stuff they're, they're they should oh yeah I'll, I'll make sure to go there because i've been wanting where i have all my classics in this glass case here i felt like it would it would be better if they were like set up stacked like how you have them and yeah. kind of give me more space and give me availability to sort of create more yeah they work pretty well um they have like a little uh rubber um yeah on the bottom, so it's like they don't slide around 
Um, I wish they were a little higher so you could see the figures in the back a little bit better because some of the figures in the back are kind of obscured. Someday I want to get, uh, I can't afford display cases, but someday I'd like to get like display cases for the whole collection with lights and stuff. Yeah. Someday when I have my own house and stuff, if, if that ever happens. Well, if you go to Ikea, they have like the, the glass cases. I think they're about $60 a pop. And then you can get the lights that will be like the strips on each shelf. I think those are about 25. So okay. well, I wonder how much, how many of those it would take to, contain an entire classic uh, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah i mean honestly you're you're probably looking at about six to eight at yeah, least okay, okay. for about to start paying you yeah hey val. Yeah. Where's, my, where's my power con paint my fat power con paint yeah oh, he, he, he owes you several i'll logs out right when i he's out, he's out of the chat room <laughs> no, he's he's still here because he said Nathan was drunk skunk in disguise. Drunk skunk. Hey. Oh, oh, yes, there uh, we go. He's like the good guy according to Sinkor. <laughs> yeah, oh, great. Awesome. That was a that was a mascot that Val came up with for. Uh, he used to do these uh, San Diego Comic Con power parties at uh, at this Irish pub, uh, and it was like always fun. Like it was like kind of like a mini power con. All these fans would go. And uh, he and usually would get pretty blitz. And Val came up with a mascot for that called Drunk Skunk. And it was like Stinkor's cousin who was like <laughs> And he was like, he even made a sign with Drunk Skunk and passed out and stuff. Um, yeah, one year we had, we had an 80s cover band. And they played the He-Man theme. And one year, we, and the other 80s songs. And one year he had a karaoke. We had a karaoke uh, party. And it was like people saying all kinds of man. Uh, it was fun. Tyler, we have to go. Yeah, well, yeah, PowerCon for sure. We should yeah, have I, We'll go. You'll you'll flex your muscles. I'll drink everybody under the table. I will sing Seals Kiss from a Rose on karaoke. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it's it's we would probably steal the show, I think. Uh, we we it, like fans of invades uh PowerCon. I mean that it would yeah. It would be like the WCW invasion but just done better. <laughs> yeah, that's what I don't know. Random run is during the panels. No, I, I feel like Tyler's the the Chuck Palumbo of the invasion. That's not going to go over with anybody <laughs> in this chat room or anybody who listens to this podcast. That I, I think Val, I, Val gets it. He understands. He's not going to like agree with that at all. Like you know, Val, he's a rational human being. Oh, he's like Nathan. You're a drunk skunk. No, no one's going. No one's going to you know buy that for a minute. But he I, he would be like, you know what, that Chuck Palumbo though, he thought he was cool. That one I don't know. I don't know. I know I watched wrestling in the eighties, from like nineteen eighty four maybe until up until the Undertaker became a biker. And well, I, all right. How about this? How about we just say that Tyler is the and it was mostly um, WWF at the time. Like, let's say that Tyler's the Coco Beware. Okay. <laughs> Of fans, of I know. that that right. makes no yeah. sense, dude. Yeah, it does. That, it, just, it, does, it, does it does her because she's laughing. She gets it. she understands. <laughs> well, because she's just trying to make you feel better. I know that. who Coco Beware is, and he had Frankie the parrot. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, but I mean, come on, Nathan. We all know I'm immortal here. <laughs> Where's we've got you know these uh you know the uh they may not be moving right now, but they are pythons. <laughs> oh god. Oh. 
Okay, now see now I I also got a little bit of that wave. Of uh, exactly. Uh, I'm, just see, like, I'm, I'm just letting you. I could I could do this all night. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So we will wrap it up. Can, uh, can uh, you though? On that note, we will wrap it up. Snake. There's just nice snake pun there for you. Um, but what 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 are are you done? Are you done I, I I I'm just trying to to hold back the arroz con pollo I ate earlier today. Nathan, oh. who's that carded wrestler you have back there from the LJN? Carded wrestler. Oh, oh wait, you're talking about the the frame over here? Oh, it's a frame. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, no, it's it's the Brutus Beefcake poster that came with the LJN. Oh, the poster that came with okay, with the thing. Okay, <laughs> that's right, that's right. I, I'm breaking kayfabe. Yeah, there is actual Brutus Beefcake figures on that shelf. <gasps> I'm not proud of it, but uh, I thought it'd be a nice gag. It's like, what? You hate him? I'm like, yeah, I do. But the whole that's Steve Gutenberg. He was in a tag team with Greg the Hammer Valentine, or did you hate him when he became the barber? I've just always hated. He, he, like the only, the only reason, <laughs> the only reason he ever had a prominent place on the card is because he was like Hogan's buddy. It would be like, <laughs> it would be like if we went to PowerCon, you know, and I showed up and everyone's like, yeah, and then like Tyler's back there because Tyler's obviously the beefcake of this entire team. He is the Marty Janetti. <laughs> Clearly, and, and Nathan would power. be the one to throw me through the barber shop window. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And then, then you would beat me for the icy title, and then I would win it back, and then you would just disappear into obscurity. Yeah, I would go on drunken tirades and get fired left and right from, from you know, maybe Val would hire me up for roast Google at a, a something, and he keeps letting me go and bringing me back, letting me go, bring me back. And <laughs> you are the Virgil to my million dollar man. I don't know. We, we keep going through this every week. There's going to be an opening because I'm pretty sure Val's going to fire me from roast Google after this podcast. Well, you're well, in. You're, you're in. in. You're in. <laughs> Yeah, well, so you're, 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 there's going to be an opening for Rose on Rose School for you there, Tyler. You can... Man, now, now that would be something there. <laughs> yeah, I, I could I could bounce ship and just play play the Danielle part where I, I I'm 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 uh like I'm not uh, picking sides or anything like that. I'm strictly just a neutral neutral character in this community here. And uh, oh yeah, that would last about five seconds. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I believe I I have to you know. I'm sure Val would have to pull me to say, "Look, Tyler, you can't say that. You can't say this. You can't do this. You can't do that." And, I, I so. express my opinion. No, but I, I, I feel like I, I, I probably because I'm, I, you know, I feel like I get, I, because I, I, you guys do express your opinions, but I feel like I probably would have to be pulled back quite a bit on <laughs> if I was on Roast Google, because I, I, I can, I can get pretty hostile and ugly. I know I can. So, and that the, you guys hold that podcast to a certain standard so i would have to maintain that which means i'd have to be um uh, checked before going live or, or recording or something like that i think i don't know what val put in the chat but it says t-u and then e-r I, I... t-u-e-r yeah do you see that in the chat t-u He's got a semicolon in between too. Uh, Tyler's segment would be edited down to forty-five seconds by the time I'm done. That's that's what Val has said. That's, so, that's so, accurate. Wow. Well, at least you know I, I, it's better better than nothing, I guess. You know, to just say I, I finally made it to Roast Google Podcast, and you know um, that would be something. Um, I, I'm trying to think what that T U E R is like. Now I'm like, what is he? What is he saying? Well, he said he had his hand on the keyboard. Correct. Oh, I thought it was like a coded message that he was sending. Yeah, like, yeah Tyler, it, it's Tyler probably like it's probably like Danielle, embraced. get the uh, fuck out of there! I don't know where this is going. 
Please leave. Never come back. <laughs> Let it end. Let, Let it, it end. end. We've almost crazy. gone three hours, by the God, way. God, yeah. I still have to see my dog. <laughs> She's well, like, at me. She's well, about Tyler, let, let's go ahead and, and wrap this up. I didn't see any quote from Zentron. Well, I can't imagine oh. anybody's even left in the chat room this point. Where, There's where still 20. Back. There's still 20. There's 20 people watching right now. I was like, okay. I drove everybody away. Sorry for being such a blabbermouth. Oh, oh, yeah. no, oh, I'm sorry. I can't, if you want to listen to a He-Man podcast, you want people to sit and talk about stuff. I mean, I, I figured, to me, like when Rose Gobble would go for like two hours, like, oh, this is great. I got two hours of He-Man oh, stuff yeah. to listen to. So yeah. I was all about longer the better. It's harder um, for Val to edit those, though. That's why it was like kind of stopped for a long time. Because... Oh, I thought Val was just being nice. Like, man, they got a lot to say this way. No, he's just lazy. <laughs> well, it's like going, <laughs> going for an hour. It's easier. It's definitely like the turnaround has been a lot better. But we we don't edit it down here because I am lazy and I'm not going to cut anything out of this show. <laughs> yeah. but I like I like that too, though, because that's like very spontaneous. I love improv, so it's like we're just like improv. It, no, it, it I, to me, I feel like it has to be. If if Joe knocks over his stuff or Tyler gradually slips out of frame, who cares? That's the way it needs to be. <laughs> Yeah, we are, we're the Salt of the Earth podcast. But every right? podcast has its own, and that's what I love about He-Man podcast, is like everyone has their own distinctive feel and style to it, and I think that's what's awesome about, I listen to all the He-Man podcasts, pretty much all of them. There are a couple that I don't listen to as as often, but like you guys, Podcasters of the Universe, I listen to uh, all the time. There's, uh, uh, there's uh, Steve and Jeremy, and like they're always having, it's like a party every week with those guys. They're having a they're like having a good time over there um and then are we not are we not having a good time in your room oh, no, yeah obviously. Well, i mean tyler has a tendency to just bring the the room down you, you guys no it's you guys have a really great banter with each other <laughs> everybody has a really interesting uh personality on the pod you guys have like very strong personalities and you fit well together i think the way uh you talk and you definitely have a different um approach in terms of like the things that you talk about so I think talking like we're today, we're going to talk about this comic from 1986, you know, like nobody ever reviews those comics or today we're going to talk about, we're going to dive into this episode or we're going to discuss this character. So I think that's a really interesting approach to it because nobody's really doing that. That's something nobody else is doing. So um, definitely keep doing it. Like, you hear yeah. that every master's podcast, step it up. I wish yeah, I, we are I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I look at that. I'm like inadvertently feeding in and immediately. So I was like, Oh my, <laughs> I can feel, feel your anger. there. <laughs> you guys are definitely the angriest podcast. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm not going to deny that. For a minute, you know? Yeah. I think, uh, I think, like, I think oh, Tyler, Tyler's pissed off today. Like, <laughs> How many f bombs did Joe drop in the last five minutes? Whoa! Like that episode where you guys talked about Thundercats roar, and I was like, I don't think that. I think that was the first time I ever heard Joe swear, and it was like, wow, he really like made up for all the times I never heard him swear because it was like. And then it, and then after that, it was like anytime anything else happened, he he's like, well, I already did it. May as well just keep going. <laughs> the gates were open at that point. Yeah. So. Uh, and then uh, I wish the, I wish I could listen to the German podcast because uh, they've been going for a while, but I don't understand what they're saying. But they're they're a really popular podcast, uh, the He Man Quartet podcast. And um, there's a uh, Progressive of Power podcast. She were Progressive of Power podcast. I've listened to a few of those. Um, I, I'm not don't listen to every episode, but um, uh, my friend Jake uh, Jacob from the He Man community, uh, he's he's been a guest a few times on there, and they do some interesting stuff, like they role play role playing games based on 
the He-Man characters and they do like a live podcast based on that. So then they interview a lot. They're big into the Netflix Shira. So they've been, I know you guys would love, love those um, episodes. So I really, they love could it. have it. <laughs> so some of that there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot, a lot of well, masters cast, of course, is the first one. They occasionally they'll come up, they'll do a new episode and they, they were the first He-Man podcast. And they're, yeah, yeah, they were. Um, so um, there's still, it's amazing that there's like, so many he-man podcasts are there some come and go i miss some of them like global masters and uh what's the other one um chronicle grayskull was it the- yeah i used to listen to that one pretty pretty uh regularly as well like i, I don't think i i mean that, that's that's when i um uh, like james did like the commentaries for like two episodes i'm like god i would love to do that and oh, yeah. that, I, I took that and brought it to this podcast oh yeah that, that's where i got that from sure yeah chris Vint, he did a nice job and then it was council the first ones which joe was on for a long time which we both had heard him like come on guys just keep the line yeah yeah, yeah. come on come on oh, eat dirt, eat dirt and bread <laughs> water for a week come on guys <laughs> <laughs> just skip one meal for Johnny Rockets a week, you can buy a figure every month. Did he say that Johnny Rockets? <laughs> it was Johnny. Ever- <laughs> it's something like Johnny Rockets. I like going Johnny Rockets and getting a shake and a burger. And if I, if I, just, I know if I just skip that like once a week, I can. I God, can- Sarah no, McLaughlin like, starts like- playing in the background in the arms of the angel, and just, <laughs> man. Yeah, I imagine like Joe's wearing like a QVC like sweater, like a J- Don West or something like that, trying to sell everybody. Come on, everybody, act now! Like, don't eat for a week. Don't have electricity. Cut off your water. You can just take a shit outside. Do it like I do. Starve yourself. And now you'll like yourself more. You can afford the figures. <laughs> and now you look at the background and Joe's display, and there's not even a single classics figure on display there. Yeah, he's not taking his own advice. See, yeah. Joe, you should go back and listen to your old episodes of Council of Persons. <laughs> Joe Amato, the Tony Little. Of the of the 2012 Joe Amato told me to, to, to buy the figures I, I'm missing. Uh, I, used to be, I used to get pissed off at him when he would do that. I'm like, who the hell do you think you are? Tell me, you know. Were you guys like in conversation at that point? No, were you no, li- I would, you I were would, listening to this like, Joe, you son of a bitch. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> That was, I, I had no idea who he was other minute. than because I, I remember listening to Rose Google and when Danielle Raffin said, Okay, this Joe Amato, he seems really popular in this fan community, other than he likes me drivers and he makes custom. That's all I know. Little did shows, you know. Little did I know. Here I am, I'd be doing a podcast with because well, I mentioned Joe, you heard that was where you heard about him? Uh well, I knew of him, but oh, when okay. you made a point to mention him by name on Rose Google one time, oh, I God. thought, okay, this Joe, if if she's mentioning him, he's clearly a lot more more well-known <laughs> popular than I was led to believe. You know, mm. this guy's telling you, you know, eat scraps off other people's tables. And... Joe put it on a Modulock mask and it was all over after that. He was... Pretty he... much, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I enjoyed listening to Joe on there because he was, you could see, feel his enthusiasm. Coming. Oh, and I appreciate too that they would do like that, that uh, podcast kind of like a, kind of like a bio podcast where they've discussed like the many oh, yeah. different interpretations of the characters. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. it, it just kind of died off. I thought, well, that's the kind I want to listen to. It's all about the details and discussions and stuff like that. And, yeah. and it, uh, it died off and never came back. And, um, and then uh, there was also the uh, Rob base did a short lived one too, called a master's comic cast. And that, I think it's the one I was, I think, well, Joe was in that too. And maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Cause I remember Joe, 
was on there and they discussed like uh, Rio Blast in one episode, I think Scare Glow in another, I think. I think that was Council of the First Ones. Yeah, and Yuka was on it too, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know. I Yuka, think. Yuka was also on Council of the First Ones for a while. They were like on every podcast. <laughs> there was uh, Shadows, was it Whispers in the Woods? That was one of that was in the um, Shadow Weaver's Realm podcast. Stuart, Stuart Cameron from Shadow Weaver's Realm, who was Catra's Wrath on the Maddie Collector Forms, did like a. It's like it was almost like an underground podcast because it wasn't like I don't think it was widely available, but it was he brought in a bunch. Joe was, was in a pay per view, yeah, yeah, it kind of was, but he only did like, only did like five episodes. <laughs> Joe was that too, so I was in a couple of the episodes, like I guessed it on a couple of them, but Joe was Joe, I think, was in that too. This I, is the, the beautiful watch. thing about having Danielle on this show because you guys also don't understand that when we go off the air. We usually still talk for like another hour, hour and a half. Like that just keeps going. We have a few things in the chat from Val. Val says people are going to be upset when they meet Tyler and find out that he's actually a sweetheart, which is yeah. partially true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I've talked to Val and Daniel in private. Yeah, I think the first time I talked to Daniel, she's like, "You're nothing like you are on the podcast." That's all just an he, he, He's really not. Like when you once you move away from He Man talk. Yeah. Sweet guy. But when you put him on the spot about yeah. He-Man, he's like, this is my life. This sucks. This is terrible. Total, total 180. Like, I was like, when I talked to Tyler on, uh, on, the, on Skype, he was like, totally super nice and polite and, and friendly and upbeat. And I was like, what? I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's striking. <laughs> it, it's like, when we go live for the shows, because I've known him for God, man, how long has it been now? 18, Over 20, uh, close eight, to 20 years, yeah, 18, 19 years now. When he comes on here, I'm like, he's going for it. How did you, when you guys first met in high school, like what was the, your like, was the creepy <laughs> stuff that you guys like started talking about or was it? <laughs> it's I, actually. It started with basketball. I thought he was an asshole too. Right? <laughs> well, here, here's why Tyler thought I was an asshole. Cause we, we had, we had history class. It was history, right? With. Yeah. Uh, 10th grade history, Miss Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> and the way that our high school was laid out, they had pods. So. Uh, each of the classrooms, it was like in a circle. Uh, maybe our high school was like just yeah, the, the history area here. was in a big circle broken up in small classrooms. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the way that they had the, the classroom set up was in that circle, but in between each room, they had like these dividers, but they were made out of, it was almost like just like a, a hard plastic. Yeah. So you could, if someone was loud enough or you heard a reaction in the other classroom, you could kind of hear it through the walls. And Tyler and I both sat in the back of the room, but we were both up against the wall. And every time I would go there during class, there would be some dick face on the other side, just like pushing against the wall. So I would like constantly like move my seat up. So I got fed up with that. And one day before class started, I backed up and took a, 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 a run and just like slam myself into the wall and Tyler was like who, who is this dick face <laughs> because he did it like you thought thought he was such a tough guy too I thought what a dork you know <laughs> and then we ended up switching seats somewhere in the semester and, and I was wearing a Penny Hardaway jersey and Nathan was sitting next to me and was like so you like basketball huh and you like Penny and it just kind of started there and then we had English together the following semester and um, I think we got to talking about wrestling Okay. Because I had just got back into wrestling from playing SmackDown on PlayStation and it just snowballed from there. Like 
Nathan was really hardcore. And if I was a mark for it, he'd make fun of me for it because I was, even though I, I knew it was fake, but I didn't know what was real and what wasn't. So he'd make fun of me for that. And, what a mark. Yeah. So, but it, it snowballed from there. So I, I got him into movies and revisiting these toys and, Mm-hmm. And he taught me about wrestling and just kind of snowballed from there. So. And, and that and that was kind of the main thing is Tyler has always had this passion for this. And we've talked about this multiple times on the show. But at this point in his life, he was very, very, like, super concerned that if anyone ever came over and saw the collection, that that was like the end of him. Like, people would make fun of him forever. And he was always nervous about it. And when I came over... I, I was just like, hey, like I, there's Cyclone, there's Ram Man, like I recognize these characters, and it sort of just opened up. Like our friendship was already starting to like get there through basketball, and like me making fun of him for being a mark for wrestling and not knowing anything, <laughs> and making fun of other people in our classroom. But I think in that moment, that's when he realized, like, here's someone who actually like understands who I am. So, right. yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. Sorry. That's so cool. Man, uh, some other things in the chat. Uh, Val said this, ep- this episode has lasted a month. Uh, can we say <laughs> this? Because he's not here. Because if Val was here, we'd be on until 4 in the morning just talking to him after we recorded. So. I, I, I'm going to put this out as a challenge. I want to have an episode where we have Danielle, we have Val, we have James, we have all of those three here with you and Joe and myself. And we just, that's we go, a Royal rumble. We, we go for about 11 and a half hours. Oh my God. God. <laughs> uh, Fedmon said, can we say this is the first two day podcast for fans of power? Yes, you can. Cause we've, we've already crossed over. We're in a whole new month now. <laughs> well, welcome to July. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. This is the first month long podcast. How about Ooh. that? Wow. <laughs> Well, what do you say we we go ahead and and wrap this up, Tyler? Do you yes, have that, any I, any recommendations? Yeah, he's he's got to go to bed. I'm yeah, surprised I, I he hasn't more, fallen asleep yet. He hadn't yeah. pulled an Emily. It's just like, <sighs> well, look, I, I am tired, but I, I I you know push forward till we get it done and enjoy ourselves here. But uh, no recommendations. But uh, I say you know uh, do some studying for uh, He Man and Shira next week for Jeopardy, so you can get yourself a free copy of. Uh, power and honor foundation book we won't tell you what topics are until we actually do the show but uh it could be any topic it could be all all the, all the canons from myp new adventures shira he-man mini comics movie well the we won't italian, do the movie uh magic the italian magic boy comics even that could be a topic if you want if you want to pull a, a question from that anything <laughs> that you want it's it's as fair game so I'm gonna pull up, like all the most obscure. Again. Oh no! Do it! Do it! Do it! Do it! Because I mean, last time I, f- I I felt like Tyler and Joe just was like sort of softball questions oh, for I everybody. Would... So definitely bring it for this one. Oh yeah, no. yeah. Well, because for these books, we're like we're not just gonna have like you know cupcake questions. Like no, you want these books for free? You're gonna earn it. You know, so <laughs> you know you can make references to this book. Hey. She could ask a question from this book, which means your ass better be on Amazon buying this book this week. Get the book. That's right. Maybe it'll be all from the newspaper strips. Or you know, you you could you could be in good with Danielle, and she'll just uh, mail it to you like she did for us. Thank you, by the way, for that. We thanked you enough anyway in messages, but thank you for sending that to us. Yeah, thank you so much. My pleasure. I'm I'm glad you guys. I went to that book for Spider. Like they left out Spider. I've got to let her know. They screwed up. I'm like, oh, wait, here, here she is. I found no, her. What? I, I, I was so eager. Like, oh, the, where the, where the, the scuba attack? Where's Tower Tools? It's not in here. Oh, oh here it is. 
It's in the I, I was so convinced. I was like, God, son of a bitch, they put everything in here. Yeah, I mean, it was weird for me because I honestly, I added that to my wish list on Amazon the week that you're like, hey, do you guys have this book? And I was yeah, like, okay. no, actually, I'll send it to you. Yes, please. All right. Save me money. Oh, oh my, my pleasure. Like, you know, I found some I found some good deals on Amazon. So I'm, I'm like, these guys have to have this book. Like, this, there's, there's so much, so many so much information in here about every version of, of He-Man practically. We missed, there were some things we couldn't get in there, like video games and stuff, but, um, you know, uh, but we got pretty much the core, like 90, I'd say like 98% of He-Man stuff should oh, be. When you're dedicating a section to the tower tools and the cliff climber and the scuba attack and things like that, it's still, still stalkers are used in this. I'm like, oh my God, still <laughs> stalkers are featured prominently in this book. <laughs> so, so I thought that was just like I, I should have got this book a long time ago. It was an amazing book. So. It's it's like a little like an encyclopedia kind of a thing. It really is. So people, if you still haven't gotten it, get your ass to Mars and order a copy of this book. You know, because it's well worth your time and your money. It really is. Get your ass to Mars. Is this total recall all of a sudden? I just it just sounded good. You know, it doesn't have to make any sense. If you listen to this podcast, nothing I say makes any sense. <laughs> Well, yeah. speaking of sounding good, if you guys are new to this channel, please hit that subscribe button, ring the bell so you get notified when we go live for Fans of Power. Usually it's Sundays, 9 p.m. Eastern, but yeah, you never know. If we have E-Talk on, if we finally, we get, if we finally get Axel on, then we, we'll go earlier. So definitely do that so you know when we go live. Check out all the links down below. You can download us on iTunes and Podbean. And you can download your own Joe Motto mask. I feel like more people need to do that. So make sure you click on that. Danielle, it's a pleasure having you on. Thanks for being here. God, this was like the long... I, I, this is definitely the longest episode of Fans Power really in history. <laughs> but, it, but it's fine. I, I, I feel like if you guys didn't get something from this, then there's something wrong with you, as Tyler would say. Blow it out your ass. Yeah, you, can go to, you can go to hell. Yeah. Come on, people! Did I did I get all the 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 sound bites? Yeah, you got it all. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you guys for joining us live. There's so much activity in the chat room, and and Val popped in. So you know, if Val popped in, something's going right. Hey, we're doing something right. If Val's taking time to come be a part of this uh, this recording here, I think yeah. Val thinks we're we're all right. Either that, or he's like, I'm taking notes of everything Danielle said that I'm gonna probably. Or oh, he's stealing from our podcast so we can take it to Roy Scoobo and you're, claim you're, it off as your well. your podcast. Are you are you in Boston all of a sudden? Tyler's transforming into Mark Wahlberg. Everybody, what? Get out of here. You said you said podcast. I say pad podcast. I don't talk like I'm a Bostonian here. Dude, guy, come on. Yeah, come on, guy. You gotta talk like this guy. It's like a uh, coffee. What do, you, do, I, oh, wait, do I need to bring Emily in? She's from Boston. She she will hit you with all the the car. Get in the car. Yeah, yeah. In the car, not too far. Yeah, from the bar. Val Val Staple says he's working on the the lawsuit right now. So uh, <laughs> bring it on. A lawyer up. Myself, and I I got my my uh, diploma in night school too. So. You know, you bring it on, man. I will be. He, he, went, to, be, he went to he went to night court. He went to night court. Bull yeah. was there. He did the two faced voice. Everything was cool. Oh, it was awesome. Well, we <laughs> hope you get. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> Do what? You say he did the two faced voice? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He did for me. Yeah. Who did? Oh, Val? Richard Mall. Richard Mall. <gasps> oh, that's awesome. That's so yeah. cool. <laughs> That was badass. Uh, yeah, and he didn't even have to think twice about it either. Like Tyler went up to him and was like, "Hey, blah, uh, two face," and he just 
He just went. Yeah, yeah he just started thanking him in his Two Face voice. Oh, he was such a good Two Face. He yeah. is. He is the the. I mean, yeah. he defended a Two Face. Oh, Nobody yeah. was going to come close to that. Yep. Speaking yep. speaking of which, Danielle, we got to we got to bring you back to capes and commentaries for some uh, Batman talk. Whether it's oh, yeah. anime, yeah. animated series, Batman oh. Returns, like we yeah. planned, we'll 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 figure it out. Sounds good. Let's do it. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this super extra long, two-day, month-long episode <laughs> of Fans of Power. And until then, have a powerful day. A buck? <laughs> How do you manage a buck? All right, that's all on you, Daniel. Me? Oh, you put me on the spot. Hey, guys, thank you so much for having me on the show. She's completely bucking the moment. You got to guess this quote. And no one, and no one's really supposed to ever guess it. It's just my sign off. Wait, say it again. Say it again. A buck. How do you manage a buck? Any hints? Come on, throw out to the peanut gallery, Tyler. Uh, John uh -huh. Ritter's uh -huh. in this film. John Ritter's in the John, John Ritter's in this film. Marathon. No. Uh, that's the only John Ritter film I can think of. What? That's the only <laughs> Bride of Chucky. No. Marathon is awesome. Um, Problem Child. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen that. What? <laughs> I've never seen Problem. You're off the show, Val. You got to yeah. take her back. All right. Well, we're gonna do it at the Power Con. We're, 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 we're making sure it's gonna stop everything. We're showing her Problem Child in the middle of the He-Man panel here. <laughs> So. I've never seen hey, it. Could you see that? They just stopped the panel and Val's like, and now for a special presentation of Problem Child. Is that, is it a, I assume it's a comedy. It's John, yeah. yeah. It's, it's about a foul mouthed kid who gets adopted by John Ritter. Oh, no. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's hilarious. Do Michael you Richard's and Joe live underneath the same rock? What is going on here? <laughs> I've seen America Thon. So she, she is really all about. I've never even heard of her. Was it some indie flick about in Nebraska or something like that? It's awful. It's awful. But it's our John Ritter. Not even Sling Blade or Stay Tuned. Or... America has gone broke, so they have to. So they come up with this idea to do a, a telethon to uh, make money to for the national uh, budget for. The, United States. It's like it's like the most ridiculous. It's a comedy movie. It's one of those like. Oh, I'm sure it sounds hilarious. It's a ridiculous '80s comedy, and it stars John. I think I don't know if John Ritter plays the president. I can't remember. It's it turns out John Ritter's not even in it at all. Yeah, yeah some guy who looks like John Ritter happens to be in it. It's like how come <laughs> Three's Company the movie? That's. The <laughs> Have you at least seen Three's Company? Of course, I've I watched Three's Company. I just had to ask the way you carry on, like John Ritter. I mean, he was in that movie, A Marathon, or whatever I love the hell it's Jack called. Tripper. Like I like I, Jack Tripper was awesome. He was like bomb. Like he just I I love I love Three's Company. Um, back back in the back in the day, uh, then it kind of and I actually I loved Mr. Roper, but I loved uh, Miss, Miss Mr. And Mr. Mr. Roper, but Mr. and Mrs. Roper, but I loved uh, Mr. Furley too. Yeah, Don Knotts. It's like oh, you can't go wrong. You cast Don Knotts and in, in something. It's like I agree. I agree. He was pretty good. <laughs> Welcome to the debut episode of Three's a Crowd, the Three's Company <laughs> podcast. I am Nathan Kennedy. I'm here with Tyler Baker and Daniel. And this, is our, this is our premiere episode here. We're starting with episode one, the pilot here. Who was your favorite blonde bimbo? I personally, I like Cindy the most. She had nice long legs. <laughs> so, God. All right. Wait, this, I, we're I, I, we're where, where, where do we go from here? I got to go to the bathroom, then bed. That's where I got to go from. Yeah, here. I got to feed my dog. 
She's like, she's like over here just staring at me for the right. last Everyone has to feed something or pee in something. So yeah. until then, uh, uh, see you next week. Thanks, well, guys. Still from us. Bye, guys. Later. Thank you again.